0: When you're deep in a dark dungeon and the cleric's down and dying And you've taken all the potions you had left And you feel like you are doomed Because the demon you sent loose is coming after you And you can smell its breath Don't ever give up
1: Hello, welcome to the Roadpoint shades This is Adam, and I am joined by a slew of co-hosts, such as... <coughs> I'm coughing like a... Sh-
2: uh, whatever. <laughs> uh, no,
3: Best intro you've done yet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and Noah, who else is in this room here with us?
4: Uh, this is Daniel.
3: And, and this is Sean.
1: Hey, guys. it's It's been two or three weeks since Gen Con. I really don't pay attention to time because it's relative. <laughs> but, God, I'm done. Anyway, I'm still tired. I don't know if it's from Gen Con or what. But phew, had a hell of a time. How about yourselves? I had um, an absolutely
4: fabulous time. Yeah, that was great. Yeah
1: so in this episode we're just going to kind of recap what we our experiences some high notes low notes if there were any and go over to sweet swag so i'll kind of go ahead and just start it off just i have a pretty easy drive up to gen con Uh, it takes me about three and a half hours or something like that but you know how like they say like a dog a year in a dog's life a human's life is like 15 in a dog's life or some shit like that or seven or something like that Uh well I had to travel three hours with two children, Uh which turned it into a a four-and-a-half-hour trip. And it was pretty much from Cincinnati to Indianapolis. Is Dad, are we at the hotel yet? Dad, are we at the hotel yet? Over (laughs) and over (laughs) and over.
2: Uh, (laughs) Children. (laughs) Uh I did it to myself. I did it to myself. Yes, you only have yourself to (laughs) blame.
1: I made it up. To GenCon, did uh, we got family up in Indianapolis? We did that, and I didn't get to make it over the, to uh, the convention center till about seven or eight o'clock at night. And goddamn, I walk in the door, Baz is and the JW. Baz is there. He offers me a bottle of some shit. It mm-hmm. turned out it was Merlot, or no, that's a that's wild. Oh
4: yeah, I remember the Merlot.
1: My lord, my lord, yeah. Malort. Uh, I don't know if it was just because I would just. Angstier as hell or what? But it—I I didn't think it was as bad as everybody else did. And it turns out that evening, everybody at that had an accent apparently got to play in the Glancy game, didn't they, Daniel?
4: Yep, yep, that we did. Uh, it, was, uh, it was me, Patrick, Maddie, uh, Ross, Aaron, and yeah. and Jason. I oh yeah, Jason was also there. Yeah.
1: I don't know if I would have got the invite <laughs> the, or not. I don't know how it would work with a Dane, an Englishman, an Australian. And A hillbilly, like I don't yeah. know how what kind of crack that, team that, that would be.
4: That would have be been pretty great. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun.
1: How about anyone else? How how was your off trip? What about you, Daniel? You had a you got here a tad bit earlier than everybody else,
4: yeah. We got there the day before. Uh, well, no, we got there uh on the Wednesday, yeah. The Wednesday, yeah, around noonish. Uh, we got Jen and George, and I was uh we were driving in with them, me and dave uh, and jen and george we were driving in from uh from massachusetts 17 hours um that's a bit rough i mean I you did by. also
2: come from an entirely different
4: continent uh, yeah well that's a whole burst. different thing yeah. that, the plane travel is much more more agreeable than than <laughs> car travel in my opinion it's especially on the long haul, but but no, anyways, sir. we get there, we get there, and we we run in, and I'm like, okay, this is Gen Con. okay. There's a lot of people here, so we hurry down to get our badges, and then it's mostly just hanging out. Uh, then we run into Ross and the others, and like, hey, do you want to go into the game? Sure. And then 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 I'm ending the night at like around midnight, one two a.m. ish probably, <laughs> and then I just wake up at like eight. 9 p.m. Like okay, let's go. <laughs> that was my that was my first day. <laughs> so I was already crazy tired from a drive, even though I slept because you don't really you know sleep well in cars. Yeah. So yeah, I, I went pretty pretty hard, pretty fast for my first Gen con I think it was pretty
1: awesome. I t- I do feel kind of bad. <laughs> I'll introduce Sean and then we'll let Sean jump into this. Right, sure. All right, so. I make it up or right now. I, I have a couple of cheat weeks each year for smoking because I don't smoke any other time. Otherwise, I'll be a smoker. But I'm standing outside with David, and I can't remember who else was with David. Maybe it was other Dave, like Jen George's friend, Dave. Like,
4: Yeah, awesome. that might have been.
1: So I'm standing out there smoking, and, and this big tall guy stands up next to me, and he has his hand out to shake uh, to shake my hand. And I thought he was trying to bump a cigarette off me. and I was I just kind of looking at him. He's like... Adam or he says something like that. And lo and behold, there was Sean. <laughs> I didn't know you were a tall son
2: of a bitch. I don't know where I missed
3: that. <laughs> I, I, yeah. am, I am hard to miss. Uh, that is definitely true.
2: Remember everybody in RPX, except for me is at least six foot tall.
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: I, he caught me off guard. <laughs> Sean, how about you, man? I, I know you flew in if I'm not mistaken.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like a 16 or 18 hour drive for me. So I just flew in. Uh, I, I was super intelligent and was like, I'm going to save money and get the cheapest flight possible. So I flew out of Wichita at like 5.00 AM. Uh, and I worked till midnight the night before that, because like I said, I'm, I'm smart. Uh, the flights were great actually, other than, you know, being six, six and 300 plus pounds. Uh, I don't fit in an airplane. Um, but other than that, they, they went fine. I got the, got to Indy about noon. I want to say local time, uh, cause I lost an hour in there for the time change. Um, got the hotel, I had a hotel right there at the, uh, at the airport. So I got to the hotel, dropped off all my crap, took a little bit of a nap, uh, went down to the convention center. Saw the uh, the will call line and uh, thanked my lucky stars that I did not have to go through that. <laughs> um, although I was like, I was like, you know, this is look at all these people, this is this is huge. And then you know, like two hours or three hours later, uh, once it got dark and the line went all the way through the convention center and out the side door and then down the block and around the the yeah, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> So, my country bumpkin ass, like, that wasn't big. This is big. <laughs> and, then, and then, of course, you know, like day one of the con, uh, when everybody's lining up outside the exhibit halls, and I say lining up loosely because that was just um, shoulder to shoulder people. Um, then I was like, oh, I was like, I was taking pictures and uh, Snapchatting back to my wife and stuff. And I was like, you know, I knew there was going to be a lot of people, but holy shit, this is a lot of people.
4: Yeah, no kidding. <laughs>
3: I was I was exceptionally glad that I got there. I, I came in. I had a game scheduled the first morning at 8 a.m., so I got there at like 7 to the convention center and went upstairs by the room I was going to be running in, so I was luckily not having to fight through the masses uh, to make it to my games or
4: anything like that. We can but, just yeah, stride was, through them. <laughs> yeah, right.
3: Did
1: you do much the evening of Wednesday? Did you get into any games or just hang out
3: with uh, the RPPR crew? No, I, I just, I met some people, um, went to go hang out and just kind of meet people. And I, I knew I was going to be, you know, scheduled for a bunch of crap. So I just tried to like, take it easy on my off time. Yeah. Uh, met a bunch of the RPPR guys, uh, struck up an immediate friendship with, uh, with David, oh, got uh, you. Yeah. him and I are now officially, you know, the, the smoker buddies for life. <laughs> uh, that was basically all, all I did the first day was, uh, get myself oriented and, um, uh, uh, mentally prep myself for the seas of people, no,
1: I had a pretty good um griff going on that opening night. I remember that,
2: yeah, so I drove about nine hours from the mountains of Virginia where I was working to Indianapolis, which was long and boring, but I managed to get there around like eleven twelve uh on Wednesday and like you know parked and and Went and just kind of hung around the convention center. Eventually, like meeting up with everybody. Um, I remember, I remember very clearly all of us like standing in a big circle out front of the exhibit hall before like it was even remotely close to opening on Wednesday. And and oh yeah. Sean, I, yeah I think Sean, you you sh- like walked up and was like, "Is it weird that I recognize all of you from the internet?" Oh yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I remember that now.
5: Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. Um, uh. Yeah, so it was great to, you know, see everybody and we ended up over at the the JW just everybody hanging out listening yeah. to <laughs> being forced terrible liquors like Malort and uh I was passing around the the Blade Runner 2049 commemorative uh Johnny Walker that I had brought. Along with, uh, I believe, yeah, then you you ran that game of uh, Tortuga.
4: Oh yeah, I did run that game of Tortuga. Uh, yeah, slightly poorly, was, but I, I uh, thought it was
2: a lot of fun. I think you did a good job, and uh, yeah. it's a really neat, like fun, quick game to play. That was that was really oh, yeah. cool. It's
4: a it's uh-huh. a good icebreaker game, I think. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, just getting to see
2: everybody hanging out and and you know chat and drink, and oh. I eventually. End up staying with um, Baz, Greg from um, Detective Jeb, and Patrick uh, mm-hmm. in their room the first night because my roommate for the the weekend hadn't shown up yet. So I, I crawled underneath the desk in their room and and slept <laughs> there for the night. So there, been, there may have been a picture circulating about around. That. Yeah, there's you know there's always going to be some pictures <laughs> of people sleeping on the floor and and yeah. why not. Um, so yeah, that was that was pretty much my first night there. Yeah, uh, yeah. it was like awesome getting to see everybody. Like, I'm, oh yeah, I'm, it was kind of amazing that we actually like had as many people as we did just show up and hang out like that very first night before the convention was even. Like, yeah, that officially was great. Started.
3: It's yeah, I was surprised how many people were there that early yeah. on Wednesday. I mean, there were people yeah. hanging out and getting together and stuff like by two or three in the afternoon that day, like. Mm-hmm. I really figured I figured there'd be stuff starting up, you know, like one of those midnight plus kind of things, but not uh, not that early in the day.
2: Yeah, I, I think this is probably the earliest I've seen everybody like start to like meet up at Gen Con because mm-hmm. I usually try to get in on Wednesdays, but like I don't usually hear from anybody until like well into like the evening. So yeah, Baz, like I
1: I've seen pictures of it, like his whole pro- his profile on mm-hmm. the group meeting. But it's just I see there's this I walk in and somebody goes Adam and then just hoves up a bottle to me I felt like I was on a pirate ship never, like, <laughs> all no and everybody around me. No kidding. I was wearing an I hate God t shirt E Y E H A T E G O D for those of you at home. It's a sludge metal band from uh, New Orleans. Anyway, I'm wearing this shirt and it says Southern Discomfort and Baz got the reference, so I was really impressed with him. We'll move on to the second day. Now, this is, of course, when the festivities start out. And I have been going to Gen Con. This was my third year in a row. And I have never been there for the great ceremony of walk, don't run. because I always have shit going on. The TefDiff crew and I and Patrick, we had a panel first thing in the morning for the 10K Red Marcus campaign. And so we busted our butt to get there. <laughs> It was uh, we. I think there was three people in there watching us. It was, you know, there's a lot of things going on. A lot of the people who would have been possibly been there, the RPPR also had something scheduled there, and you know, it was our first kind of new thing, so we didn't have a lot of people there. But God bless David from RPPR. He sat through he sat through our panel, asked some really great questions, and you know, despite it being you know Greg, Adam, Patrick, and I just in a room talking about the 10K. Like, it was a really awesome experience. I enjoyed it quite a bit. We've uploaded that episode since then, so if anyone's at home, that would be great. It wants to listen to it, when anybody's at home, what the fuck am I talking about? Rattle out? Edit.
3: <laughs> if it's any consolation, we don't know what you're talking about. I have the time. Either.
1: You know, I just kind of, I meander. I'm like a stream. You know, and it's been like a while since we, since that Thursday. And I can't remember what the fuck I did that day at this point. I'm I know. i I'm in the same boat. <laughs> I, I know I went, I did the panel. I went to the vendor hall and then I drank that night. And there's a gray area. <laughs> I, I, I did bust my ass to get into the vendor hall to pick up uh, Unspeakable Oaths, the new Unspeakable Oath edition.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Twenty six is that right, Noah? Uh, that sounds right. And then I had to buy me a really cool kick-ass Delta Green patch. So I can put it on my army surplus jacket. There you go. Nice. And I I really think that's about my my Thursday. Did we play the ten K game Thursday, Sean? Or was uh, that Friday?
3: Yeah, it was Thursday night.
1: Okay. I'll cut ahead to the end of the end of the day here. I did not intend on playing in the ten K campaign and I walked uh the episode they were doing the Joe's for
3: In's character, was it? Uh toss up uh Nick.
1: Nick is Nick Inn was yeah. there. And you know, I walk. I walk by the room like, "Hey, Adam, come on in." I'm like, oh, okay, I just for a minute. I don't have my character sheet, and Sean was running the game. Everybody asked me to join. I caved in after the third peer pressuring of "Go ahead and." Goddamn, I had a fucking great time. Like, I didn't. I didn't have that many scheduled games at Gen Con, but I did have like the pickup games was what made it for me, and that was one of my highlights. Just being able to sit down. I've never, i played with several of the RPPR people in the past, either here or there or online and stuff like that. But playing with David, of course, David's one of, like, he's awesome. I can't say enough great things about David. He hung out with Sean and I quite a bit up at Gen Con. But it was also I getting to meet Nick and Ian. That was great. Matt from the Drunk and Ugly. We've been in Cirque, was it? Yeah, he was there. I was trying to think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And who else? Who else was there? Am I missing something?
3: Uh, it was RPPR David, um, Greg.
1: Greg, that's who I was forgetting. It Greg was Greg. Was and he was recording, oh, and I forgot.
2: How could you forget Greg, you monster?
1: Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but, Sean, I was... I like, played in a game with you when we were players and you tried to eat my face off. And <laughs> I'm glad to see that didn't change when you were running the game and you also were trying to eat my face <laughs> off. So, there's something to be said for consistency and Enjoyed the hell out of that game, man.
3: I'm glad you liked it, man. That was—I actually think that was probably the highlight game out of uh, out of Gen Con for me. Out of the six that I ran, that one was probably my favorite.
1: You had some Chris level like dark shit kind of going on in the background. Anyone else, Daniel? You, what of Thursday? Do you remember, my friend?
4: Okay, so so before before we go to Thursday, there was one thing I want to mention before we go to that is that when we get in on on Wednesday, we go to, go to Ram, the Ram okay. restaurant. And mm-hmm. that, that was also just excellent, by the way. That was a great restaurant to go to. It's just right near the convention. But I just want to mention that because that was like, we everyone got to sit down and we ate and then we just hung out for a bit and then we went down to get the badges. So, so anyways, on, on Thursday, we, uh, I play in a game of uh, Modified Space Hulk, oh. uh, Games Workshop, uh, the, the Space Hulk game.
0: Mm-hmm,
4: mm-hmm. We essentially play uh, Space Hulk, but with ponies instead, my little ponies, which was <laughs> hilarious. Nice, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was that was the we were in the big uh, game hall there, and that was great fun. The other game I was signed up for that day was a Dungeon Crawl Classics game, uh, Sales of the Star of Sea, which did not go so well. Uh, essentially, the GM the GM was doing an okay job, but the room we were in uh, was very loud. Mm-hmm. And and he hadn't run that game in like five years. Wow! And and from what I could see on the the slip was that he had been assigned that game like at last moments notice because it, the GM's name was crossed out and his name was written in. Nice. Uh, so yeah. so so that didn't that was a mediocre experience, but we got through it. And then well, then we got to the was it the r v. p r panel that day? No, that's Friday. Yeah. Okay. There was,
1: uh, I think it's just Red Markets, and they may have had a Game Designer's Workshop panel that day. I think that's yeah. what you're thinking of. Was you yes. barber there?
4: Mm. Yeah, that's right. No, yeah, no, no. I'm mixing up dates because Gen Con blurs together. <laughs> but yeah, that was uh, the DCZ game. That was also the day I first went into the deals hall, mm-hmm. and my my wallet is still hurting. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. <laughs> so so I went down to uh, the Arc Dream booth. And I got uh, my copy of the, the Scenario collection. What's it called again?
2: Uh, Night at the Opera.
4: Yeah, Night at the Opera. And I got it signed by Deadwiller and Stolze. And I had got to talk with them a little bit. And that, that was pretty great.
1: Oh yeah, they're real personal guys.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that was like a highlight for me at this conference. I got to meet a lot of game designers that mm-hmm. I I read a lot about and read a lot of what they've written. So that that was that was like a personal highlight for me, and I have a few more of those uh, stories as we go along here.
1: Did you happen to get Ken Height's autograph?
4: I did not get his autograph, no, because I sadly didn't buy anything at that booth because I pre-ordered most of the stuff in the first place.
1: Well, you don't really need to have a book that he wrote to have him autograph it.
4: Well, yeah, okay, but I don't have that social grace.
2: God damn it, Adam! <laughs> <laughs> what do you do this to me? Um,
4: yeah, but that's that was most of my Friday, and it ends as, as as our first day because it ends as all the first days end with all the days end with like eating and drinking, hanging out, and playing yeah. more board games.
1: Sean,
3: tell us, you Spartan, you. <laughs> <laughs> uh. You know, I, I meet everybody Wednesday night. We hang out till like one or two in the morning because, again, I'm I have, there's a consistent theme in all my stories, and that's that I'm an idiot and I know better, <laughs> but I can't help myself. Uh, so I'm like, I'm, I've met new people and I've got new friends and we're doing fun things. Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I start my day with an eight o'clock game on Thursday. Uh, you know, watching the the massive amounts of people all run through the dealer hall when it opens ran that first game of red markets, had a good time with it, wasn't uh wasn't exceptionally pleased with my performance in it, but everybody left the table happy, so I was, you know, it, it was it was it was good enough. Uh then I had four hours to kill and I was like, oh I'm just gonna go like, you know, scope some things out, like maybe see if there's something that I wanna buy in the end. And uh so I I walked into the into the main dealer's hall with four hours to to to, to kill. And I walked out with like thirty minutes to get back to uh to get t- to the next thing that I had to do. I don't remember any of it. Like there, <laughs> there was so much shit everywhere. And like every time you turn around, there was like, Ooh, shiny, what is this? I need to find out about that. So I actually didn't buy anything. Like the whole time I was there, I didn't end up buying oh. anything. I did come home with a list, but I didn't I didn't end up buying anything. Uh, okay.
2: So, so it wasn't go into the dealer's hall and then walk out like four hours later, like dazed and having like your wallet like turned inside out. <laughs> Thankfully, no, I, I did
3: not have I did not have that problem. I just there was so many cool things uh, that like I you know I don't I don't remember all the stuff that I looked at you know a bunch of stuff I'd never heard of before, um, you know talk to some people that were selling the games and stuff like that and finding out about them and I, I wanted to buy like half the dealer's room apparently, um, so a good thing that I, I didn't end up in that situation uh <laughs> then i went and uh i met up with everybody and we ran the uh the 10k lakes live game so i think i had one player death two players cracked and two more players crumbled in that game nice everybody walked away from it going holy shit what was that <laughs> and i and i had finished writing out the last of the future that I wanted to make sure I hit for it like five minutes before we hit the record button. So I was very, very... That's why I was saying it was kind of like the highlight of my, uh, my Gen Con was that I had I had literally just finished writing that uh, whole scenario that I ran that night. It uh, was definitely a Joel's worthy outcome as far as uh, the trauma that it inflicted on everybody and then everybody really had a good time. So that mm-hmm. was... The, basically, that was all of my Thursday was <laughs> I, I ran two games of Red Markets and I got lost in the dealer's hall. Uh, and, and managed to hit a fugue state. So
1: <laughs> I'll tell I'll tell you this, I'm gonna compliment you on your red markets game. It really seems like I've rode well. I- my character didn't take too many horrible hits, just well, m- mental hits, physical, yes. She got chewed up pretty good, but the thing that struck me is I could just there was decisions that I would have need that I needed to make, or I was going to probably have to do some kind of detachment check. I just kept seeing that like no this is fucked up i better do something no like you know you you did a really good job of giving me that damned if you do damned if you don't kind of thing that was i i enjoyed that it was it was great
3: i'm i'm glad like i said everybody everybody told me uh, i've heard it from from everybody that played uh they all had the a very very good time with that and it was very much the uh yeah, it looks easy up until you get to the the situation where it's you, you have choice A, where like, um, okay, uh, take massive hits to detachment or go save my friend who's being actively eaten by a big giant aberrant thing. And <laughs> so it was, yeah, it worked out pretty well.
1: Noah, I know that we probably crossed paths, like you. We were in proximity to each other, I know, but I can't. I can't, I can't tell what you did that day. What,
2: what did uh, you? Do? So I went and got. Richard, my roommate, for the, the convention in the morning after I crawled my way out from underneath uh, the desk. Um, and then we just kind of hung out for a while. I went through the dealer's hall and got... Um, uh, I also got uh, The Unspeakable Oath, the new issue. Um, and then I picked up um, the Syria space whale pins from um, the post-human booth. And then just kind of... <laughs> yeah, they're pretty great. I love them. <laughs> uh, and I just, like, we wandered around the convention hall, the exhibit hall, for a while. Um, and then other than that, it was just kind of, like, hanging out, like, wandering around the halls, talking to people. Like, you know, if we saw anybody, we'd stop and chat for, like, a little bit. I think we met up, uh, oh, God, was that? That was Wednesday. We met up with Burke. it um, really oh, yeah, guy. Burke yeah Burke's really cool um, yeah no it's great yep uh other than that uh i know and then um thursday evening i went and met up with uh, bridget Faye, maddie and ross along with burke to go play in uh, as blossoms fall which is like a um a con focused like indie uh rpg where it's like it's meant to be like literally like three hours long and each hour is like an act and there is no like conflict resolution until like the third act like there's no actual mechanics for it everything else is just literally just role-playing um and that was like super super fun i think the ap for it just went up over on RPPR. so yeah it is uh go give a listen to that because that was probably one of like the top three games I've ever actually gotten a chance to play in it was like real intense and dramatic and I, I it was a really fun thing to, to, to get to play in so um, but that was really about it for me like um, money was kind of tight this Gen Con so yeah. um, I don't I didn't actually grab a whole lot of stuff I think the only other thing I picked up the entire convention was um the Warhammer uh Doom Slayer card game. Uh, I picked that up on Saturday, I think. But uh, that was like the only other like big purchase I, I bought other than paying for food or for parking and things like that. So
4: um, don't worry. I bought more. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um,
2: but yeah a, a lot of it was just getting to hang out with people and going to like some panels and stuff like that. I didn't really do any games other than like some special like after hours kind of stuff. So yeah. Yeah, that was it for me for Thursday.
1: I can't remember who exactly it was I was having this conversation with. It may have been Sean, but it just amazes. I could, you know, I could take your lead to Dealer Hall. I like being able to see stuff; it's really cool. But you know, in the age that we live in right now, I'm an Amazon or drive through RPG away from most of that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and it, it's just hanging out with the people. I would. Gladly, I paid a little. I had to, my trip was a little more expensive this past year just by my family going up. And I think I did Gen Con last year for 600 bucks for the hotel and everything. And like it was not 600 bucks staying at the, the Hyatt Regency, but yeah, I had a really good time with it. Now, Friday is when things just got fucking crazy for me. I stayed up drinking probably till two or three in the morning with. The meetup stuff we did after hours, and then I had I scheduled a game back in May or whenever games went online. I was like, oh, I can make an 8 a.m. on Friday. So, <laughs> I yeah, I know I'm a dumbass. I scheduled a game with Jeff, who also plays on some of our R P X games. We kind of met up initially playing on someone else's podcast, became really good friends. Had a great time. Always, you know, always have a great time with Jeff and. Scheduled a game of Edge of the Empires, so thirty-eight-year-old Adam drags his ass out of bed after four and a half hours of sleep to <laughs> run nearly a mile down the fucking road to play in a Star Wars game that was booked to. Dude, I think I had eight fucking people booked there. Jesus! So I got oh to god. The, oh, it was well. That would been it would have been a good game for several different factors. If they had been mad, I guess you could say. it. I didn't have that great of a time with it. I enjoyed playing with Jeff. We were playing a bunch of Mandalorians that were kind of staging a rebellion during the time of the New Hope or something like that. I can't fucking remember. Mm -hmm. But I'm interested in Star Wars. I really want to play Star Wars. I even bought the proprietary dice for Star Wars for that game. And I've sat there. The game started 45 minutes late because this dude relied completely on his laptop and an internet connection to pull up his resources. He, he That's not using. good. No, totally sucked. And we just, in fact, everybody at the table, pretty much maybe 15 minutes before the game ended, we just, everybody left to go, you know, make it to other places to do other games. I had enjoyed Star Wars. I would love to play it. I don't think I would use the dice just because I'm not too friendly with it. I think I'd just get a get an app like the web app that would actually factor it in,
2: because you've got yeah. There's um, mm-hmm. there's a phone app, and there are plenty of like online dice rollers. Because I'm I'm looking to do a an Edge of the Empire kind of campaign thing soon. So it's a cool system, and
1: it would have been awesome to really it got to experience it. But I was glad to got to sit there and play with Jeff. I would say. I
4: I must admit that the special dice for it is a bit of a turn off for me, personally.
1: You factor into this next part, buddy, because I had to run away from that game to do the great meeting, which oh, yeah, is the second annual meeting. I think most of us, shot, except for Noah, yeah. made it to that one. And oh, so, oh. I, oh, I, I, <laughs> I have fond memories of you there, boyfriend. Oh, I my enjoyed, God. Well, yeah, I got to say with all my great internet friends, we I make it down the road uh, down to the meeting, which was another mile down the fucking road. I got there eh, a little bit late, but thank f- thank you, Sam, for yep. booking the room at Fogel Day Child. This is your second year doing it, and I know it's a fucking huge pain in the ass to herd all these cats together, but goddamn, loved every second of it. I had great had a great meal, Set, you know sitting at the table with Sean, Nathan, Daniel, Patrick, Maddie's to my left. Good company. There
3: yeah. was I think it ended up being like thirty-six or something like that. People were
1: 38? thirty-eight,
4: thirty-eight maybe.
3: Yeah, it could have been. We, we had
4: we had two tables and yeah. a room to ourselves.
3: I think it was like it, the room should have should have sat like forty or just over forty, and there was only a few empty seats.
4: Yeah, yeah, we were squished in tight there in the first place.
3: There was a bunch of nerds eating a bunch of meat.
1: Oh, oh yeah. Brazilian steakhouse. They just walk up and you're like, "Yeah, I'll eat that. Oh, eat that and eat that." And then, yeah, the fucking dessert was great. What the hell were you drinking, Daniel? Because you drank the shit out of that. And like, was it alcoholic? The,
4: no, it wasn't. It was like a Brazilian lemonade with like lime and milk. Okay, that was pretty good. The the thing. Okay, so this is my first time in America, so I don't know about free refills. Okay, that that was. <laughs> I ordered this lemonade because Patrick, I know this, this looks good. Okay, well, let's order it. So, so I ordered that and okay, and I finished. That was pretty good. And then he slams down another one in front of me. He's like, wait a minute. Do I have to pay for this? <laughs> because I'm like, wait a second. Okay, then I ask him and then he's like, no, no, you have to pay for it. I'm like, what? No, I'm fucking you, dude. <laughs> oh man, that was, that was pretty great. But I was like, what? Re refills? This is something new to me. The, the whole uh,
1: time that he's saying this by the way i'm hearing oh beautiful <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah yeah
4: i'm glad uh, that, you enjoyed it no that, that <laughs> was that was a good fun there was i forget what the thing was called but it was it was quite tasty
1: be sure to jump in if you want to on this sean about the dinner but so I'm sitting there bitching about Star Wars: Edge of the Empire's game, and he and Daniel pulls out Scum and Villainy. It's like, oh, we can do this. To play Star Wars. Look, okay, Jedi, uh-huh. space spirits, or whatever the fuck he pointed out. So he's sitting there going through like at the at the dinner table, Scum and Villainy. And I, no, you can do that here. You can do that here. You can do that yeah. here. And then I had to end up going out and buying the goddamn thing,
4: Daniel. <laughs> well, no, well, that's not the only book I got. I also got uh, Blades in the Dark that day. I bought that one too, Daniel. Yeah, well, you know, it's not like, I'm not, I'm not your dad. I don't make <laughs> your choices.
1: But I'm a dad. and I can't make certain choices. Like feed my children now. <laughs> Back our <radio> um,
4: <laughs> though in all seriousness, if want to gosh a to bit about the book, yeah, it looks, it's an—it's essentially like a love letter to like, to like Kawaii and Star Wars and Serenity. And
1: no, it. I'm watching Cowboy Bebop right now, trying to figure out what the fuck to do. I mean, I love <laughs> Cowboy Bebop. I, I feel like I'm an asshole for missing it for 20 years. but
2: Well, Adam, that's because you are. <laughs> ah, fuck. <laughs> that,
1: yep. And then, of course, the RPPR meetup. But we'll we'll go into that. So anybody else want to talk about their day?
4: Yeah, uh, I have a thing, actually. Um, I was in a, a D&D game, came, came, a game by uh, a friend of mine called Dan. Uh, I don't know if we're, what the policies on Kickstarters, but he's essentially like doing a, he was doing a demo for a game he will kickstart later on. And that was a very well run 5e game with uh, his own twist on it, essentially. Uh, and that was a very nice experience, actually. That was a very well run game, I thought. Uh, we had a room to ourselves and we essentially just played a game. And that, that was like my first like real game, sort of, yeah at Gen Con. And that was just, a nice experience i thought that's cool uh, yeah and then we ran down to also grpp meetup
1: and the mix six meetup yeah yeah
4: the the pals
3: yeah.
1: How about, yeah what about you sean did you run a game that day you say this to you uh
3: so uh, like i said common theme uh, i got back to my hotel room that was like a half hour drive away from the convention center at like one or two in the morning um and had to get back up and the con, like, so I got up at like 6 uh, to make sure I got to the con uh, in time to run a game at 8 uh, ran that game um, was exhausted and in a really pissy mood because I didn't get any coffee before I got there um, so I was actually in a really good mindset to be a, to, to play Red Markets to run Red Markets uh, so <laughs> that, that ended up working out well uh, went to the the meeting after that, um, and made myself absolutely miserable um, on all the meat. And then I everybody else around me was having dessert. Adam.
4: Yeah, Adam. So I had to get dessert. <laughs> Adam.
3: <laughs> and Sorry. then I ate that dessert, and then I was truly, truly miserable for that mile oh. walk back to the con uh, that I had to make because uh, you know you guys. Well, Adam had to run out early to get uh, get to the mix. I think it was a mix six You had to go yeah, record
1: I had to get the audio set up for it,
3: yeah, so i I paid his bill for him uh well, I- and then i I waddled my fatness back down the street to go run my second game of the day <sighs> uh so I was miserable from all of that exertion and and being you know having eaten like six pounds of beef um, <laughs> so again, i was I was in a less than good mood when I got there, so it was really it was working out well for running red markets. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't get to make it to like any of the panels that I wanted to go to, because uh, I scheduled all my stuff two days before like I got the I got all the stuff scheduled back from Gen Con uh like two days before uh everybody put out their list of like, Oh hey, we're running these panels like on these days. Um so while everybody else was going to RPPR Live and the Mix Six Live and all that stuff, um I was killing off players uh, good <laughs> markets. Uh, so, you know, give and take, it's still worth it. Um, yeah. then I'm, you know, just like we talked about, uh, for the night before, met up with everybody at the JW after, after I got done with all that, uh, and got some supper and then played, uh, played magic for the first time in like 15 years, I think.
4: Wow. I almost had you
3: maybe 20 and then, yeah, I ended up, I got to, uh, to, to whoop Daniel pretty good.
4: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: He keeps he keeps calling it close, but it really wasn't.
4: Yeah, uh, no, no, it wasn't close at all. what was what
3: was the format for that? It was a draft, but what, what it was
4: uh, it was a Conspiracy Two, which is a uh, block of magic that's essentially designed for drafting. Uh, yeah. Essentially, drafting is that you each get a pack, and then you pick the card you want from the pack and pass it on. And the whole said designed about screwing the other players, both in the draft and in the games. So, so that was pretty hilarious. Hmm. I had
3: I, I had never seen a, a conspiracy draft before. Pardon
4: me me neither. This was my first draft.
3: That oh, was your first draft ever. Okay. Yeah.
4: I no, ran uh,
3: like the standard draft format before back mm. in the day. I'm sure it's probably outdated now too. But
4: uh, probably not.
3: That. true to everything else that I've said so far. Uh, we started that at like ten or eleven, I think, um, and we didn't even get done with like all the drafting part of that to like one. Uh, so by the time we got done with that, it was like three, and then I had a half-hour drive. Back I to
4: don't remember. I don't remember.
3: It was late. <laughs> That's all I know is it was. It was. Late. Oh yeah,
4: but I didn't uh, feel tired. That's all I remember. I wasn't tired.
3: Yeah, was that, I didn't. I didn't feel all that bad until I got to the hotel room finally, and I was like, "Holy shit, I have made bad choices."
4: Was that the uh, night
1: that you ran the pot smokers off outside?
3: Uh, no, that was the next night that I ran the pot smokers off. <laughs>
4: That was also the that was also the evening I started peddling my drinks.
3: <laughs> yes, yeah, so oh God, yeah, bringing out your stuff. Yeah, uh, I did feel bad that night though because that was the night that uh, Chris and uh, Laura May got in. Yeah, because uh, they were rooming with me, and uh, they like went to the hotel and went to bed and stuff at like midnight or one, and then my. Jackass comes rolling in at like three in the morning. Uh, sets an alarm for six a.m. again because he, he's smart and made another eight o'clock game uh, the next morning. Uh, so like, they're in there all asleep, and I come busting in the door and like bumping into things, and then my alarm goes off in like three hours. So I felt like a asshole. <laughs> You're <our> great asshole.
1: You are a great so. Well, thank you, sir. <laughs> hey know how about you, man? What was your Friday?
2: So Friday was uh, I woke up, chucked on down to Toto. Oh, that was the Hilton, I think, to play a, one of Bridget's red markets games. It was very fun overall enjoyable experience. Other than that, I was just kind of hanging out until like panels happened, which I think was the RPPR panel was friday and then the Six live was saturday morning
1: no they was fr- they were both the same Mix-6 day six was, was the-
4: same day
2: yeah yeah, okay. like,
1: yeah. yeah. there was so, like yeah, an the- hour lull
2: between them that's right yeah so i did the uh, Six live which is now up on their their end which you should go listen to because we had some good questions going around and and adam helped them with the uh the setup and everything then yeah, RPVR live, and then after that it was the Hangout, which I inflicted uh, WWF uh, Battle for the Belt upon one Ross Payton for a third year in the row. You're the and one it responsible ma- for that game. Yes, you yes, are I am. Hero. My hero. <laughs> I am. I am a monster, truly, because it is a terrible not game. It is just a simple roll and move. But uh, I've brought it for the past three years in a row.
4: And also angry about that game.
2: Yes, he's very angry about the game. Uh, That was the main reason I bring it now. Um, I'm going to continue to bring it until he literally destroys it in front of me. Uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) I even brought like a cheap kids plastic uh, WWE belt. That was stolen, apparently. apparently. Yes, Maddie grabbed it immediately and, like, put it on because I think she was probably the only person there that would actually fit. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, so we did that. It was just a bunch of hanging out, like, talking with everybody. Um, We got to play a really neat, like, really fast um, card game with uh, Jeff, uh, the creator of Upwind.
5: Yeah,
2: Jeff, Um, or Bitten, or was it Bitten? Uh, Yes, Bitten which is like a really quick, it's literally you set a timer for five minutes um, and that's your play time. And you're basically a bunch of people in a bunker and like supposedly one of you has been bitten by a zombie and it's your, um, it's your job to get four of like the key item cards, which there are two of each uh, on the table uh, from either the table or from somebody else into your hand uh, so that you can uh, escape um, which is a very difficult thing to do uh, and supposedly at least one person in there has a card that has bitten on it as you like if you take cards from other people to like get uh inventory or whatever um if you pit, pull the bitten card you you're dead that's it um, uh, so yeah it was really fun it was a really fast game. we played like four or five rounds of it uh it was really cool but yeah, that was my my main. The big, the big event for Friday was inflicting uh, Battle for the belt on Ross.
1: I meant to catch that game, but I walked out of the room to get a beer. No, I walked out of the room to smoke a cigarette with David, and then when I came back, I saw Joe beating everybody's ass at the game. So, yes.
2: Joe Joe won. Good for Joe. Um, <laughs> I still want to get uh, me, Ross, Caleb, and Spencer all the play they gave, just so they could see how bad a board game can get. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> oh. but yeah that that was pretty much it a lot of drinking uh actually i did do quite as much drinking on friday as i did on wednesday i think mainly because uh i was still feeling some of the effects of like the malort and all the different whiskeys that were poured into me so i'm
4: i'm shaking my head about the <laughs> malort
2: yeah
1: saturday's kind of a blur for me as well of course it's, you know, time has passed and things but the main thing that I did Saturday attended the Delta Green panel, and I was going to catch the queer gaming panel that had Bridget, Faye, I believe, was there, and David from RPPR, and I can't remember who else, I remember those names were attached to it. But I, I bailed on the queer gaming one just to, um, me and my wife and my kids had not spent much time together, so mm-hmm. we went out caught some lunch, and then we went... I took the girls to watch the cosplay parade. We went to the exhibit hall, and I turned around and bought Blades in the Dark and Scum and Villainy.
4: Daniel. You're welcome. They're they're quality games,
1: sir. They do look great. And I, I think I went ahead and bought most of my loot there as well. I did not have a large majority of the actual Delta Green fiction, so I picked up like you know, it denied to the enemy, tales from a uh, failed anatomy. I just, put, I went through and spent every dollar that I could on something that had Delta Green on it that I did not write, have my name on it, or I did not have my name on it, that I didn't already own. Mm-hmm. And then that evening, the before we met up again that night, I went, I covered for Ross the uh, Delta Green live panel, and I got How there was late, dude. It was amazing, but like mm-hmm. I tell you what. Ken Heights an intimidating person, though. I will, I will, I will back you up a hundred percent on that, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, I use these wired lapel mics because you know those mics cost me thirty dollars, and the wireless stuff and receivers. So it, they're cheap, but they sound. I think they sound decent for what they are. So I'm sitting here running six individual strands of wires to the people, and amidst all the moving, like I had to have that thing set up in, like three minutes or four minutes so <laughs> while doing all this my feet get tangled around the so in the midst of trying to plug stuff up i get my feet tangled around a cord and i jerk and nearly probably rip ken height's shirt with that little clip i mean it pulled he's like whoa and you know trying to recover as quick as i am I'm, i apologize I'm, I'm sorry ken i guess you could call me the fisher of men and i was taking, you know caleb's like well, of course i was referencing the no security
4: mm-hmm.
1: uh, scenario and ken goes well, I guess that makes me ignorant choose. and because he went biblical from the mm. the Fisher of Men <laughs> story, and I didn't know how to follow yes. that up. I'm like, ah, let's poke <laughs> Don't
4: don't say anything to him. He'll he'll you know he'll make up anything of it. <laughs> I don't know, but it, I had a really great time at the panel.
1: Dark Green Guns are super appreciative, and then afterwards, I went back to hang out with our crew. Got to spend more time with David and Sean and Chris and Laura. But me and Chris, were kind of ships passing in the night, got to try some of your liquor, which I will agree with Bill Dan and not Bill Dan, Bill Daniel. Then mm-hmm. one of them did taste like old rubber bands.
4: Yes, with licorice, right? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. it,
1: it was unique. Got to play what, some you,
4: channel eight. Are A you work. like
3: proud of the fact that you brought something that tastes like rubber bands?
4: <laughs> I mean, sorry, what?
3: Are you proud of the fact that you brought stuff to give to people that taste like rubber bands?
4: Listen, I was told to bring liquor from Denmark, right? So I bring <laughs> you liquor from Denmark. I am not responsible for how you choose in terms of taste, sir. <laughs> that was just part of the enjoyment. That made the whole thing worth carrying around the airport. <laughs> I was like, okay, ha- have have this and Caleb. Caleb goes like, it's not as bad as the my lord. Uh, <laughs> and and Bill is over the moon with the with the clear one. He yeah. he was just in love with that one. So if I go next year, I'll have to bring more. I suspect. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a whole sub theme for me for this trip: that me bringing weird candy as well.
1: I'd like to give a <laughs> real quick before I finish this one up and take over here. I want to give a quick shout out to. Copper. we found I, I played with you a few times at Gen Con. I always have a blast. Crazon. I'm glad we finally got to sit down and talk. We had a really nice conversation. Definitely enjoyed that as well. And uh, yeah, I spent the night drinking, hanging out, playing with people. And it's always Saturday's always kind of bittersweet because you know you won't see each other Sunday, or at least that's the feeling I have. So mm-hmm. it was a late hour for me. How was, what about yourself, Daniel? How was your day? On-
4: okay. So, so Saturday uh, was also my wind down day, essentially, or at least I, I tried to try to take it a bit slower. So that was the day I was at the painting workshops in Lucas Oil, and uh, they were great. Uh, we had a, we had, there was essentially like a tutorial on how to paint miniatures, uh, which I do on occasion. And with the first one, I sit down with Sarah, Caleb, Sarah. And she is, she's also starting up painting minis. So it was re- nice just sitting down and being a bit relaxed and painting for an hour. Um, and then we had the advanced workshop where Jen shows up for that one. And that was uh, essentially like m- more, I could go into more detail about the painting, but essentially like adding more detail to a specific technique for painting. Other than that, I was in the deals hall. I got my copy of Tortuga signed. I, nice. bought, more, I bought more dice. I bought a whole mug of dice uh, from Chessex booth because of course I did.
5: <laughs>
4: and I got, I think that was the day I got my metal dice as well. Uh, I There was a stage like three days in a row where I went to the Chessic booth and bought something because, oh, it, because you can't have enough dice apparently. That was also the day I ran into Mike Pondsmith, uh, the creator of uh, Cyberpunk. Nice. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I was uh, down by the Gen Con uh, swag booth and he was just randomly there. And he just said, hi, i look forward to the video game coming out soon-ish. Because I'd never, I must admit, I've never played a Cyberpunk game, but it was just really cool just meeting another uh, game designer yeah. on my part. Yeah. So that's like also one of the highlights for me essentially. Other than that, it was also more of the hanging out and uh, more of the talking to people and stuff like that. We walked back, I think, Adam, you and yeah. me. And, yeah, we we and we also talked. <laughs> which was also really enjoyable. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed that as well. Yeah, but that was also the day I, I walked back and forth a bit on my own, so I needed to 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 tune out all the people I talked to over the entire con. <laughs> because it was a bit intimidating, so many Americans going like, Hey Daniel, oh yes, you know me. Uh hi. <laughs> it was like also those there was the thing on the first day where I just uh, then I just hear this like southern uh, twang in the background and like, it's Adam. Oh, hey, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> just get hugged by this giant American, this tall American dude. <laughs> yeah, So that, that was pretty great. great. Uh, but yeah, it, it's also my days were mostly a blur because I was just running around doing weird different things all the time. Did you have a good time that evening? Oh, I did. I can't remember much of it.
3: Didn't, I, didn't you play Space Hulk that night?
4: Uh, oh yeah, that was also denied. We played Space Hulk. Yes, George got a copy of it, mm-hmm. and and we played Space Hulk while you know just just hanging out in that room.
3: Yeah, I saw that. When, I saw that when it got was getting uh, set up and everything, and I was very jealous. I have yeah. heard of Space Hulk before, but I'd never actually seen it. And oh my god, yeah. it is
4: awesome. The the game is on Steam, which is but but yeah, that game is impossible to find. Essentially, Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, even though it's probably one of the Game GameForsosh's most selling products, like ever. Hmm, pretty cool. Yeah.
3: So I'm starting to sound like a broken record. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Let me guess. On Saturday, <laughs> Saturday, I wake up after like three hours of sleep to make it back to the con to run another game of Red Markets at 8 a.m. Because uh, as I've as I've said before, I make intelligently, uh, amazingly intelligent decisions. I believe that this was the the game that, uh, that Copper uh, Copernicus showed up for he just happened to be around. Like it was almost a complete no show. There was one guy that was there at the table and uh, I was feeling really bad about him. You know, he can't really run Mark red markets for one guy. And uh, copper comes running up out of nowhere. And I didn't even actually put two and two together until he'd been at the table for like 10 minutes uh, who he was. Cause I'd met him the night before. And he's like, Oh man, you know, I just, I really wanted to get in on a game of red markets. And I, you know, I saw you had one uh, today and you, you don't have anybody here. And I'm going to sit down and join you. And I was like, hell yes, please. You know, make the other guy's day at least. Uh so I ran a game of red markets at eight a, eight AM for two people and it was it was an excellent, excellent game. Uh Copper actually ended up going Vector and um eating the other guy. I I I feel bad I don't remember this dude's name. He was super, super cool. We ended up talking for like we were done with the game in like three hours and you know, we were scheduled for four. We ended up talking basically for like the last hour of that game. Anyway, so so Copper's character like turns Vector and almost uh, basically eats the other guy. Uh, right before he uh, uh walked into the nursery and uh, awakened a um aberrant off of the uh con games that we were running uh, if any of you guys bothered to look at any of those uh mm-hmm. the aberrant in the nursery thing he was like literally he had his hand on the door when uh when his uh vector his vector coworker uh returned and ate his face so i, I at least i saved him the uh the uh Horror of, of having a you know an aberrant of children come eating, but uh, I did manage at least a TPK that day, so that, that, was, cool. that was that was that was good at least. Um,
1: <laughs> did, had you drank your coffee that morning?
3: I did actually. I had I I made sure I got coffee that morning. I I basically existed off of coffee and cigarettes for the entirety of of Gen Con. <laughs> I mean there was there was food that was consumed, but uh, outside of the meeting, like none of it really made an impact like the nicotine and caffeine did. uh so i had another four hours in between the two games that i ran on saturday and i went back to the dealer's hall and hit some more stuff up got to set in on a very short demo of Thornwatch, uh which is uh, oh nice from uh penny arcade i can't remember what his actual name is uh mike krahulik uh, of penny arcade developed this game um i was actually really impressed with it it's much more strategic than I thought it was going to be at first glance. Like you actually have to kind of really plot out and plan out what you're going to do to for your actions and stuff like that. Um, I only got to play like two rounds of of the game, so I don't I don't want to say talk too much about it because I'm afraid I'm going to get it wrong or re- misremember it because uh, there was a lot of other things that I did that day. Uh, but it's definitely it is on it's officially on my uh, to buy list now. Thornwatch watches. Then I went back and played or ran another game of Red Markets. Got to see Caleb for like the most lengthy amount of time ever uh, throughout Gen Con. There, uh, he came in to cover a game. One of the guys uh, couldn't make it. So Caleb was running like the last game to be played of Red Markets. He ran that and uh, he signed my book and uh, got to have a little conversation with him. And then went and played Laser Riders with uh, Matt Campen of Drunk and Ugly, which is like basically a tabletop version of uh, Tron Light Cycles. Uh, and I won that one as well. So I'm like two for two. Uh, I'm afraid to like to try to play running, you know, play any games again. If I come back <laughs> back next year. Because I actually managed to win both the games that I got to pick up and play. So <laughs> I'm going to come back next year, uh, and try that. And I'm going to get my ass kicked and not have near as much fun. <laughs> uh, I also watched, uh, I didn't get to, I, I stepped outside to partake in the smokers cabal with, with David and Adam. And mm-hmm. I missed out on the start of route. Uh, but Greg, of uh, Tech Diff, and Matt Campen, both. Uh, Camera, there's another guy. I think he's a D and D and guy that was playing with him, but they played Root, uh, which I don't know if you guys have seen that yet. But it's like um, it's an asymmetrical strategic it's, uh, board game I, thing. That's I got, like the cutest fucking bunnies and rabbits. Yeah, and, uh, squirrels and shit for art.
2: Yeah, I came in uh right when they're cleaning everything up and like Greg and Matt were just like spitting like paragraphs at me about like how this game plays about how like if you're this one faction it's like an RTS, if you're this other faction it's like a MOBA, if you're this other faction it's like you're just trying to sabotage everybody else kind of thing and it all has this like you said like this super adorable art which like I really recommend everybody go look at the art for this game cuz is The cutest bullshit I have ever seen in my life.
3: Yeah, no, it was, and I I I watched him play the last probably thirty minutes of it or so, and uh, none of the the three of them that were playing like none of the three of them were doing anything the same at all. Yeah, like kept trying to explain like I'm doing this this and this, and you know next guy be like I'm doing this this this, and I'm like I can't I can't keep up with all the what? (laughs) How are you all three playing different games? But it came down to like the last two the last two rounds of it, like, they were all within like another round of, of winning. So despite the asymmetrics of it all, it actually looks like it runs pretty pretty well balanced. But uh like like I said, the the, the art in that thing alone is freaking amazing. So definitely check out Root if you haven't haven't yet.
2: I'll definitely include it. I think I will films. then Saturday for me was pretty uneventful. Well I did get to run a game of No Soul Left Behind for the Detective people. Oh, that's uh, right. I walked in on that. Yes, you did. You had a special guest appearance. Uh, so listen to that when that goes up. That was a lot of fun. And then after that, I met up with Ross and a couple other people outside of the DG panel, along with Daniel Fox, the creator of Zweihander. And we went and... Uh, got set up for a um uh, a special like RPVR only kinda of game thing. Mm-hmm. Uh so he ran a, a scenario for us. That was a lot of fun. And then it was just kinda hanging out with everybody uh after the game got out, like, you know, chatting and, and you know, just saying goodbyes and everything uh mm-hmm. on Saturday night. So that was really about it. I mean it was just a lot of like just hanging out with everybody this year for me. So
4: Yeah, I backed that game. Noah
2: Yes, good. Good job. Noah
4: <laughs> Noah. Yeah. I did that. I did that to my wallet. So thank you.
1: You're I welcome. You a, I also gave you a goodbye hug. You did you yes. that as
2: well. A lot of
4: hugs. A lot of hugs. <laughs> there was a uh Americans they're they're big on hugs. Uh yeah, especially that, especially Midwesterners. Like Yeah, no, they're like, you know what? Uh, of... what's that?
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of, like, handshakes and hugs and, like, the, the bro grab where you do, like, the yeah. one hand and the hand on the back kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, a lot of that going on. So, but you no, know, it, was, it was awesome getting to see everybody. And then uh, yeah. Sunday that was, was that. just, like, one last pass through the dealer's hole and, and saying bye to anybody that it happened upon before hitting the road. So,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll go ahead and jump into Sunday. I didn't do anything except leave. I went real quick to the vendor hall. Uh, Art yeah. Dream Sh- Shane Ivey was nice enough to give me one of the Delta Green. I don't know if it was just for the Art Green people or they were selling them, but it was a uh, Club Apocalypse Delta Green
2: shirt. Mm-hmm. Nice. So oh, I- yeah. I managed to uh, talk Simeon into letting me buy one. So I got mm-hmm. one of those.
4: Glancy caught me into it. buying a T-shirt. <laughs> nice. Yeah. No, if wear, T-shirt now,
2: if
1: you wear that shirt to Gen Con and I wear it the same day, I'm gonna walk at you and go,
4: "That bitch."
1: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the last thing I picked up, guys, was I, I regretted not getting it at, at Origins, but I picked up Ka- at, from Chaosium's booth. I picked up the children's book version of Call of Cthulhu, which is written in the vein of Doctor Seuss. Nice. And I have se- I have seen- Oh yeah, that one. Oh, dude, it's it's well done. It goes through all three acts of Call of Cthulhu. Some stuff is summarized a, a little bit, obviously. But like, I've sat down and read it to my daughter twice, and the first night, he was uh, she was scared to go to sleep. She was afraid Kafuru would get her. And, <laughs> but it was I had a good time, and then just made the drive home. I, re- I wish I could have seen you all again.
3: Well, my Sunday was much like the rest of my con. Um, I made decisions and had to live with them. Uh, <laughs> I got to sleep in until 7 a.m. on Sunday.
5: Ooh. To oh,
3: go man. Make a, uh, make a 10 a.m. flight back home because I uh, I only took off through Sunday. I, I had to be back to work and work a, a morning shift at 7 a.m. on Monday. What the hell's uh, wrong with you? you
4: know, <laughs> Man's a uh, I, was,
3: I, was, I was on the end of my, uh, my uh, time off. My uh, vacation time, so I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have any more time to take off to actually be gone that day. Be gone that Monday. So,
1: oh God, well, I can't make fun of you about that, man. I, I scheduled a vasectomy that very same that Monday. So, I... <laughs> if you would like to hear more about my vasectomy. Please uh, become a Patreon. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, oh you know, boy, I was, I was on the fence about uh, subscribing to the Patreon thing, but now if you're, you're going to be the starring starring show um, I, I'm, I'm down <laughs> yeah, my, te- my testicles now have an IMDb credit <laughs> it's
1: gonna get uh, awkward if you don't take over here daniel
4: um the sunday uh, we drove down to missouri uh to meet with the rest of the guys uh, well the RPVR crowd i should say um so well uh I'll just summarize essentially what happened. We got to play some board games with uh, Caleb and Ross and uh, I got to play in Ruin. Ooh. I hilarious. got to play in a playtest of Ruin. Uh so that was fun. Uh it's it's a it's it's a really cool uh concept for a game and the rules work really nice. I won't say any more because it was recorded and I don't think Ross will be too happy if I talk too much about it. So yeah, but it, it, it hey, did he make you sign an NDA? He did not, but I feel like it would be in bad form to talk about it. Uh, essentially, it, it you've all heard about ruin, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, and it's it's essentially what he's been talking about and how the system has adapted to to that. Essentially,
3: I'm just so, saying, like you know, we could have a, a breaking scoop right here on Rpx. Okay. Um, uh, really drive up that listenership.
4: You see,
5: mm-hmm. if you want to
4: spill um, beans. Well, <laughs> uh, no. Uh, it's. Um, I can say this much that, that character creation is really fast because we did it at the table uh, and it, it, it was more of the fact that you discover more about your character as you go along. Other things I did, uh, Caleb got really angry at a board game called The Island of Dr. Lucky, uh, which was a treat to see because the initiative system in, in that game is broken. Uh, at least how... We played it. Um, um, also, uh, oh, yeah, and Jason t- took me shooting.
2: Nice. Oh, cool. I didn't so, know you, uh, get
4: sh-
1: you got to shoot. That's awesome. Yeah, I did get to shoot. Yeah,
4: uh, Jason from RPPR, he took me shooting with uh, Colin and Tom and Aaron. So that was um, a moment of nostalgia for me. Did you and you like a real American? Well, you know, I had shot uh, uh, rifles in the military, so it it was more like, oh, I remember how this works. So, yeah. <laughs> So, so that, was, that was also great fun. And, and we just, yeah, uh, Jason's a real gentleman. I have to, yeah, say did that. As get,
1: did you get to eat apple pie and listen to John Mellencamp? Day no,
4: day? but we did have waffles. We did have waffles. <laughs> and, uh, so that, awesome. that's always something. Yeah.
1: What about but, yourself, Miller? Oh, go ahead. On the, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Daniel.
4: Oh, that was about it for me, actually. The drive back to Massachusetts took 20, 25 hours. So that was oh, fun. Boy. Yeah, Jen's the machine. She and George drove all the way. Well, I should say Jen drove all the way. So, so yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, so for me, like I said, it was mainly get up, uh, take people to the airport, and then, um, like, hit the convention hall one more time, uh, say goodbye to everybody, and then uh, I had to go drop uh, Chris and Laura off at their Airbnb way out in the boonies. And then I hit the road myself and was on the road for like 10, 11 hours till I got back home. But uh, that was. No, no, you got to. Oh yes, I did. I did do my, my annual stop in Point Pleasant, West Virginia to go see the Mothman, which this was actually like the first time I was there and like people were around. So like, I talked to like some local guy who'd managed to take a picture for me. We talked for like a little bit about like the statue and like, it's not like Fallout 76 coming out and stuff. So, so yeah, that was pretty neat. So, shout-outs to that guy. Uh, <laughs> I know you're listening. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm sure he's a subscriber. Yes. But, uh, yeah, that was just about it for me. I just had something a second ago that I was trying to remember. It was related to something that Daniel had said, and now I completely forgot. So, oh well. So, I understand. No. It was something. So- oh yes. Uh, so, um, Crazon, aka Review Cultist, aka Chris, uh, brought me a special gift that was some actual uh, maple syrup from Canada from his family's uh, like sugar shack, which is the the uh, building where they actually make the maple syrup. They they like distill it or whatever it is they actually do. Um, so that was really cool. So thanks again. Uh, review cultists for that along with um a thing of canadian tire money which if you're unfamiliar with canadian tire it's like a a um a a department store kind of it's mainly geared towards like automotive and like house repairs and stuff like that but it's a, a department store and they give out like coupons that are canadian tire money they look like little you know currency that is worth like a certain amount of like canadian cents that you can use like to pay for stuff, basically. It's its own, like, script, for the most part. And I got me a nice little 10 cent Canadian Tire bill. It's really neat. The, the the kind of weird thing, though, is that uh apparently there are... I don't think they do it anymore, but there was, like, sort of an underworld application for Canadian Tire money. Like, you could use it to buy things outside of uh, a Canadian Tire and stuff. It was really weird.
4: Um, so, basic <laughs> cryptocurrencies essentially. Uh yeah, not
2: not cryptocurrency. Love, it was yeah. just like like street money kinda of stuff. Yeah, you know. Um mm-hmm. uh but yeah, no, that was that was pretty much it for my Gen Con. It was an awesome time and I'm glad I got oh, to yeah. see everybody.
1: Yeah. It's I you know, I can't I don't know what else I can say other than I'm I'm glad I got to see some of you for the first
2: time and Noah. It's always a pleasure, sir. Yes. So so I guess uh, overall, what was everybody's uh, thoughts.
1: It gets better every year. Yeah. John, any closing words before we cut it over for Chris and Patrick?
3: had a blast. I hope to do it again. Uh, it was great fun meeting everybody and um, probably won't do six games. So I think I'm going to knock it down <laughs> to like four. Only despite, four. The, the, despite the uh, the absolute absurdity of what I did, I actually had an absolute blast doing it all, but I, yeah. I don't think I will do six again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, that's awesome. Well, I'll go ahead and stop this, and we'll transition over to the next guys.
2: Bye.
6: Bye.
0: And the door between you and it is pretty thin. And the wizard is all out of spells. The fighters took a few too many hits. This thing, it came from hell. It
5: seems like it can not be
1: killed well. Patrick, glad you could join us on this. <laughs> it's been a while since Gen Con. What do you remember about it?
5: Uh, and for full context, I'm most of the way through a bottle of wine tonight. So uh, don't, don't listen to this one, man. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, Gen Con, the more and more I go to Gen Con, the less and less structured it ends up being. Because like, the first time I went, I was like, oh, this is a huge trip. I'm going to like really plan out my day. And and so I could really easily look back on stuff and go, oh, I'm going to go, I'm definitely going to do that because I've like sketched this all out on, on like a notepad. And then it's got to, this is my third one now. And it's most just like, I'm going to find you guys and get drunk. Uh, <laughs> and that is not an aid to memory.
1: <laughs> just a haze, but it's a pleasant haze. Like, honestly, man, me and you've been going, I did go once before just to do the vendor day show and, or the Sunday show. And that was it. I didn't do any of the games and all that, but with regularity, it's just been like we've attended and seen each other for the past three years. First time, it's like, hey, there's that tall guy. And then second that time, also I knew you.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, and, hey, and this time we even got to go out and have dinner together. So yeah. thanks for looking on the Up and Up. Eventually, we might have a whole conversation face-to-face. <laughs> <minutes. laughs> hey, we hosted a panel. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, so, yeah,
5: so um, getting in was – is always kind of troubling when you're going internationally for Gen Con mm-hmm. because, because will call is such a huge thing, and it's like you, if you're smart, you just basically like that's you don't block out the whole day, but you block out like half a day for that. So you're not really aiming to get in on the Wednesday, you really aim to get in on the Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, that, that makes like things like hotels and, and, and travel a little unusual. This time I ended up going through Orlando, mm. so the flight took way longer than it should have. You, you know, you hope for GFK and you hope for Chicago. <laughs> Stay in an airport hotel. And then this was my first time grooming mm-hmm. uh, from Wednesday onwards. So um, Greg Bennett, detective, had won the lottery of um, uh, the, the hotel lottery. So he, he very kindly offered to put a, a few of us up in exchange for some of the hotel costs, because this was like a downtown hotel. It was peak con season. Of course, they were gouging uh so you know it ended up being about half the price for a much better hotel than i would have had if i'd gone on my own and ended up with a shitty hotel like half halfway across the state or something which is what my 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 last two years had been so that was that was great got in on yes so got on the tuesday wednesday moved over to the hotel uh got set up nice and early there got my pass and everything and then uh you know, did the sort of the laying in supplies, so setting up snacks, and, and and that's had sort of the first round of socialising. There was a lot of lot of that going on, uh, and that culminated in the uh, a, a Delta Green game with Adam Scott Glancy, which was a lot of fun. Undoubtedly, had a good time and
1: received college
5: credit for it. <laughs> yeah, it was Adam Scott Glancy. For anyone who doesn't listen. But for anyone who listens who doesn't know. It was one of the others of uh, Delta Green. And Motherfucker can turn Hello into a like 20-minute lecture. <laughs> we were just going around the table, just like introducing the place before the recording started. And it was like, hi, I'm from England. And then Wiley was like, oh, hi, I'm Marty. I'm from Australia. And we had little spears of that. And then it got to uh, Daniel, who's from Denmark. And then because... Alfred Clancy is a war nerd and he loves World War II. He starts go, going off on one about the the, the de- Lord Denmark in World War II, and I'm like, I, I have time to pop out for a piss. he <laughs> did, actually, uh, at that point, come back before the introductions were finished. Because <laughs> <laughs> he, he just went off on a tangent, you know. Uh, he He's the GM on a few... Um, few RPPR actual plays, and, and, and one of the particular things is the Iron five hours, it needs to be about two. <laughs> <laughs> that, that three hours is just Adam Scott Clancy opining about the state of Manchuria in, in, in like the 1930s and 40s. It's, he, can, he can talk for a while. Now. I think that means I've ended up appearing on RPPR, but also the Mix 6, because we recorded a Mix 6 thing before that which was the, the hot takes on ice where they did whiskey. They, yeah. got, they got them to review whiskeys for uh, the metric scale was World, World War I or World War II. World War and he knows that stuff way more than I do. So yeah. I, yes, I trust his opinion on that. <laughs> Thursday, you and I were together for the panel. Yeah. So that would have
1: been Thursday morning. So mm-hmm. yeah, we, of course, why don't you give me your impressions of the of the panel? How did how do you think it went?
5: Uh, better than I expected. Um we we got sort of screwed on the timing. Thursday morning yeah. is the time that the dealer room opens first. So mm-hmm. it's where ninety percent of the biomass of Gen Con is converged conversion on the dealer hall, especially if there's like something like what happened this year, which is the Witcher releasing. Yeah. Uh, and so everyone wants to get that before it runs out. Um so we didn't have a, a huge attendance, but we, ne- we weren't expecting yeah. one. Um, then we had the scheduling
1: it, it, issue with uh, RPPR's game design yes. panel as well.
5: Yes, we were at the same time slot as the RPPR game designer panel, so a lot of the the mutual friends we had sort of went went to them, and oh, no, I don't blame them. I mean, they knew yeah. both of them were being recorded, so yeah, the choice was ultimately arbitrary. <laughs> um, but I mean, it, I think it was productive. Uh, yeah. It's posted now, so. People can listen to it if they'd like. it was
1: cool just to have that experience and we were presenting in Lucas Hole Stadium, which you know let' not you know undersell ourselves at least we were doing something semi professional in a in a you know, sports ball arena so i think it counts for something
5: yeah, I think that makes me a football player
1: mm, i'm like i'm I think you're actually on the everybody's fantasy draft this year
5: it a weird fantasy. <laughs> I don't want a king shame, but that's another one.
1: Whatever floats your boat, man. So after the panel I kind of lost track of everyone. Did you go immediately to the dealer room to make any like die hard purchases or anything like that?
5: I I didn't have a I must get this here because the the it's usually like the bigger people that do that and those are the people who need it least. Yeah. Like like um Paizo will will do that. They'll have bring like really limited uh print runs of their stuff. Or or they'll bring a lot of them and then just like rush and how many are out in a day. And you know, great for you if you're really into Pathfinder or Starfinder, but you can also wait two months and it'll turn up in your local game store or on Amazon. <laughs> yeah. so, probably for a slightly better deal. <laughs> um so no, I didn't take part in the, the scrum rush to get uh uh to to get um Witcher, or um, what was the other big one? Vert, I think, was also an indie darling that was... I believe so. And then also, uh, I think the Pathfinder playtest was being released, so a lot of people were there for that. Uh, I am something of a hipster, so that I do spend more time around the smaller end of the scale, the the India things. Mm -hmm. And those have smaller uh, print runs and do tend to run out, uh, if you're not careful. But I didn't go with a shopping list. Uh, yeah. I ended up picking up Scum and Villainy because I really like Blades and we were talking about running it sometime on this I also went for Fall of Delta Green because the Delta Green kickstarter was weird and that was not back to that, that wasn't included at all levels like I, I backed up level that included a bunch of stuff that winds up not including Fall. Uh, so I got that I got a couple of uh, smaller card games, a lot of looked at a lot of stuff from, like, Indie Press Revolution and Magpie Games and Evil Hats, you know, yeah. that, that sort of that sort of game level, uh, I guess. How about yourself? What did you end up uh, going for?
1: You and Daniel actually convinced me on scum and villainy, so I had a ball with, and this will post probably, you know, we'll a post sometime this year, but we, you ran as Blades in the Dark game went for us, <laughs> yes. and I fell in love with that. I love how that pretty much is you just design a frame, and then your players seem to develop the story as it goes so I picked that up and I also after having dinner with you all and Daniel convincing me he's like oh you want to run a Star Wars game well look in Scum and Villainy this is da 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 that's a Jedi Da-da-da-da. like so he sold me on it so I went ahead and purchased
5: that as well and it's super goddamn a Jedi <laughs> it really is I was yeah. looking through the, the book and that's the Jedi line trick they're not hiding it they call <laughs> it the way instead of the force but everyone everyone can see what you're doing yeah. And they filed
1: a serial number off, of it. yeah. it's still, <laughs> so yeah, those are the big things I picked up, just like you were saying. the indie darlings they will sell out, or the indie ones not Indie darlings, excuse me, but the indie publishers will sell out but quicker than you know you know Pizo or someone like that, so i I wanted to make sure I had my my copy of Delta Green and Blades in the Dark, which seems to i mean I know it's a smaller publisher, but there seems to be a lot of Push behind Blades in the Dark and now Scum and Villainy.
5: Yeah, they they've played the. I mean, it's Evil Hat, so it's like high end of indie anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but they played the. Uh, they've played like social media very well, and uh, they've really been encouraging uh, like actual players and streamers to play it. And also because, as you say, it's it's so collaborative and player led, it yeah. is a lot easier to just pick up and do because everyone everyone gets involved and the mechanics are really light and simple and you don't have to spend three hours studying out cobalt ambushes or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they also put like a lot of the, the PDF stuff out there just for like, Hey, here are, here are resources. They really encourage like yeah. a hack community.
1: So did you do anything else in particular on Thursday or did it
5: just kind of go between? I also got a lot of uh, the fiction cause I'd, I'd read most of the stuff I brought uh, on the plane, because that ended up being such a, a longer journey than I planned. I ended up picking up uh, a lot of Yellow Sign related stuff this time, so um, Robin D. Law's Tales from the Yellow Sign, Casilda's song, which is a collection of feminist fiction in the King in Yellow vein, oh. slash mythos universe, i right. not sure what the term would be for that.
1: How the fuck did um, I not hear it, this book? That sounds beautiful. I mean... Did someone do something with the yellow wallpaper? Please send me. They did.
5: Uh, the, it was it was referred to, but it wasn't explicitly like we're doing the yellow wallpaper, but it's King and yellow. Like, it all, it in Yellow. Oh. Really on, like, um, <laughs> like it was it was all quite literary, and that was a really good one on like colonialism. Like it was all set in this. I don't think the country's explicitly named, but it's strongly implied to be sort of a, a Haiti slash African banana republic, like post like immediately post-revolution. Okay. Um, state and the perspective is this this academic whose writings informed a lot of the revolution watching it all go a bit sour as the king in yellow starts making itself known to the revolutionaries and that's got a, uh, a a good read. I mean, you read on New had I had a, a long train journey ahead of me because this wasn't the only thing I was doing on the trip I was I was going to visit some family in New York as well so I ended up reading that on the train Thursday was also socializing with you guys, like a lot of the plans for the evening, which just sort of like, let's let's all meet up in the JW and find something to do, um, which mostly involved drinking in card games. I think Thursday evening was, again, it's not the, the big RPPR meetup, but it was a lot of the RPR fans and such just getting yeah. together and casually playing in, in one unoccupied room. We played a lot of noisy person's cards, noisy, mm-hmm. noisy person cards, which is the... Um, uh, the the card game one-shot podcast put together about doing character voices. Uh, it's a lot of fun, especially when drinking. Now,
1: Friday, and I mentioned this on the other segment. I'll just briefly touch on it. I'm starting to feel my age a bit as I am looking forty. Just you know, so much close. It keeps getting closer. It's it's a funny thing about aging, right? So, I you know, I go out drinking and playing games and stuff and you know, crawling into bed about two thirty or something like that in the morning and then I scheduled a eight AM game because you know what? During in June or May or whenever the fuck uh, events <laughs> registration took place, it seemed like a good idea. And I thought I could do it. I took place uh took part in a Star Wars nights at not nights of the Republic at the fucking video game. But Edge of the Empire game. And then I went to
5: the meeting and had dinner with you that day, which was great. Yes, that was that was good. Uh so the meeting for people who aren't in, into our weird in-jokes, uh, was a, a mass migration to a place called Foco de Chão, which is a Brazilian steakhouse, or it's not charcuterie, but it's name, it, it has a special name like that, mm-hmm. uh, in in which you just eat meat until you decide you can't anymore. Uh, it, it's like if a restaurant was an endurance sport.
1: <laughs> that is a good way to put it, and I got I got the pleasure of dining next to you and Daniel and Maddie, A whole table full of Current for like old friends and yeah. like new and, friends Arturo was there as well. Yeah, Arturo was great. Like, it was it was a good time. I don't know. Uh, is there any particular highlights of the dinner, or just uh, the communal, you know, stab it with the silly knives? But we just yeah, I mean, to, it, was, it was
5: it was good. It was it's all very good stuff. Um, it, it's very fresh off the grill meat, so uh, it, it all tastes great. It's not like particularly prepared. You know, you, you sort of you, you get stuff that has rubs on it, but for the most part, you're just getting, you know, a steak. Yeah, a <laughs> steak, but it's you know it's good steak. It's well seasoned and well grilled, and it's it's sort of more about the the variety than anything. You have you know you you, you sort of things. That it's a very satisfying experience because uh, you, you sort of have the 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 novelty of seeing what's going around, and and then obviously the satisfaction of eating the. Eating the flesh. <laughs> Wouldn't <laughs> recommend it if you're a vegetarian. I don't think that the options are... There was a no. big salad bar, but the main appeal of it is the meat. So yeah. if you're, you know, it... if you're not a carnivore, don't. Now, afterwards, I think, if
1: memory serves me correct, a lot of us, in some shape, form, or fashion, much probably like an anaconda after it is gorgeous gorged itself on a water buffalo, made <laughs> right our way to the uh, Mix 6 panel.
5: yes. Uh, limped off to the 6, uh, which was also in Luke's Soil, where we all played a terribly cruel joke on Spencer. <laughs> there were pictures and a recording of it. Yes. uh, uh Barney Davis, bless his heart, brought many, many s'mores, uh, <laughs> which I actually hadn't had before. That was my first s'more. Uh, and I'm sorry, Spencer, you're wrong. <laughs> I agree a middle, with you. A middle, yeah, it wasn't over a fire. Maybe the fire ruins it. like... <laughs> But, like, and this was like shitty prepackaged stuff that, you know, you had to unwrap. And that was how he was able to bring and ship it. And that was still really good. So I imagine a real one is better.
1: Yeah, the Genuine Campfire article is probably much better.
5: Mm. Yeah, it has to be, right? So, no, sorry, Spencer, not with you on this one. You've, uh, you've lost the, the international vote. <laughs> I had the pleasure
1: of recording the panel, which was really cool. And they were like, it's since it's posted on the Mix Six, and they give us a shout out. Thank you, Mixix, mm-hmm. for that. After that, I kind of lost track of you for a while. I went with Chris and his wife, Lauren, and Adam and Laura from uh, TechDiff, and, and actually Caleb and Spencer. We went to uh, Champs to have a few drinks before the RPPR meetup. How did you spend your time between those?
5: Uh, I think I was dropping stuff off and general, generally recuperating. I'd been on my feet quite a bit at that point. Oh, hang on. Uh, I don't have to double check the tickets, but I did go to a couple of panels, one one on just, like, podcasting I 101, like, the hardware stuff of it, because I'm, yeah, I'm aware I'm recording in the hardest-walled room in existence. I apologize for my audio, but I, I am not a technically-minded person. And some guys have, I think it's the Nerds Domain podcast, mm-hmm. like, here's an hour on, like, good mixing boards and good entry-level mics. I'm recording on a, like low gaming grade headset mic mm-hmm. so things like here here are some decent mics to, to get set up with and and audacity is fine if you can figure out how to use it that kind of stuff uh it's called like podcasting 101 and they had like a, a 102 or a 201 on branding and, and mic etiquette and, and that kind of thing i think that's i think that's when that fell
1: okay yeah when you when you get into the hardware game it can drive you crazy you just keep yeah <laughs> I can tell you personally. When before we even really got this podcast underway, I was sitting there like, "Yeah, I could spend two or three hundred dollars on this microphone." I'm like, sure, I could justify it. And then, you know, so we uh, did the RPPR panel, and then pretty much went with the herd over to the JW for all the after-hours festivities. Uh, again, um, for somebody who considers themselves kind of socially like. Nomadic, I guess you could say I, I turned into a social butterfly at these kind of events, so I missed seeing you like in a lot of different events. So I can't tell like exactly what all you played tonight. Uh, did you get to play any different games or try any different kind of drinks
5: that you really enjoyed? Um I, I brought several gins. Uh, I I'd, I'd I'd found on my way through um uh duty free at Manchester Airport. I was like, I should I should bring something. I know there's gonna be a party. Uh, I should I should at Judy free where the prices are a bit lower grab some things and, and bring it over and then i was like okay but it has to be like it can't, i can't bring jim bean to americans they have that uh, <laughs> so i thought i'd look around and find something a little more distinctly british uh, and i found a couple of gins one was blackcurrant blackberry okay um and the other was rhubarb and ginger that that is unique so uh uh, yeah, on the day of Friday, though, um, what I ended up playing was Red Dragon Inn. Oh, did you put? Did Jeb bring that? I think that was Jeb. Yeah, and he had a lot of the expansions as well. And for those of you who don't know, Red Dragon Inn is a card game and uh, involves a lot of currencies. So I guess you could also call it like a token game, if not a board game, where you play adventurers after after or before your adventure in the fantasy tavern. Mm-hmm and so you have a bunch of uh possible win conditions and special character abilities based on like how drunk you are how beat up you are and how much money you have if any of if you run out of money uh the bar kicks you out if you um max out on alcohol sorry, um if if health and alcohol which are opposing ends of the scale meet you pass out So the, the, the game is to try and force other people to drink and try and keep yourself in good condition. And so everyone is, you know, taking turns and taking drinks and whatever. So like my characters was a, uh, I think his name was, his name was Gog, Gog. And he was the, the ogre of the, the adventuring party. So like he was big and strong. He had a lot of health. Um, but he didn't have very complicated mechanics. All Gog was good at was gambling and uh being loud and obnoxious so he could he could do really well in a gambling game and could also play abilities that were like interrupts as he like yells and annoys people or um cancels out other people's abilities and yeah no it was, it was a lot of fun because it's it's it does have a lot of mind games but it's never that like oh fuck you like backstabby too much it, it's all it has that like nice light-hearted fantasy Thing to it that kept it quite, you know, brisk and fun, and you can do funny voices. So That's why I like that. So cool.
1: <laughs> oh, I regret not being able to jump in on that one.
5: Yeah, uh, there was uh, many pizza was had. There was a tower of pizza at one point. Oh.
1: oh Jesus! Yeah, I've never seen the boxes make it in.
5: Uh, yeah, um, we we basically like, colonized a corridor in in the J W Marriott at that point. Like, our usual longer, like, conference room room was taken at that point. So we ended, like, going down another floor and then into a relatively obscure corner of the hotel, and we just, like, took it. And that's and our, did, and we did that farewell. for two days in a row, too, I <laughs> Basically, think. yeah, basically.
1: Oh, that's good stuff. I believe I played Bitten, which was a yeah, card game. Yeah, I saw
5: that. Yeah. As it was explained to me. It's like, you have five real minutes to play it. Yeah, and, and, jeff and, it's actually, zombie apocalypse, and you've just been like locked in a survival room and you have to fig like grab all the resources you can before the zombies knock the door down
1: yeah and, and someone's bitten
5: and you have to figure out who
1: or possibly no one's bitten as well and that's kind of the thing it's, it's, it's still kind of a every man for himself thing but jeff barber brought that i played a few games of that i had a ball like and, and then the mechanics is like if you take a card you gotta reshuffle the deck and stuff like that so it's you know, there's this constant, you know, drive, like with the clock going on it, you know, you got to keep play going as long as you can. It was so great. I think I'm going to actually buy two decks of it because I hear it gets much more when you get four or six or eight people in there. two decks. I mean, you could have two zombies in the room. Okay. okay. So it, it seems like I may actually even use that while I'm teaching games design this year. Other than that, I mean, I had a ball. I'll say this again. Like, it's cool to go into Gen Con. Just to see the site, see the meet the game designers, try out new games and stuff like that. But if you can actually attach yourself to a community, then like fuck, it, like at some point it starts being a convention and it turns into a family reunion of sorts, mm. like the good kind of family reunions that yeah, does, it yeah was, you
5: meet up and you hang out, and a lot of that was been like just like chilling in a corridor with you guys. Yeah. Like that was definitely. I mean, you know, part of, part of you, the capitalist party brain goes, why did you pay plane tickets? You could have done that in England with some other people. It's like, yeah, but it's not these people, though, is it? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes, exactly.
5: Mm.
1: It's, it's, it's all that extra money that you pay to get the hotel to stay that close to the con and all that, just being having the freedom to go out and play in these games. And, I, you know, shit, I don't care if you're sitting around just drinking beers and shooting the shit. It's just that's that communal Exchange there is a big thing. Now, this Saturday, I took things a little easier Saturday, and actually, well, that's just, this is going to make me sound from a neglectful father and husband, but I did a lot of family things.
5: Uh, uh, for me, Saturday was my first LARP.
1: Oh, that's right. Like we, were, we initially were talking about going to the Delta Green panel, but then you got to play Delta Green. How did the Delta Green LARP go?
5: So it was um, a, a first draft of a system for doing Doug Green in live action, which was apparently adapted from a lot of the Nordic labs. And as I say, this is like my first, so I can't comment in too much detail or like in, in any position of authority on, on how it is compared to those. Uh, it was about 50 people, cost okay. about $50. And that included like a price of admission and, and props. And a, a ride and some food, uh, and it was a how to put this. It, so the the premise of the scenario is that there is this Silicon Valley tech corporation that is holding a publicity event kind of thing, talking about how cool we are and come and work for us and come invest in us. And you've all got your character packets, and some people have agendas, and some people are presumably innocent. I don't think I don't know how many people work, work Innocent and it's Delta Green, so of course, somewhere along the line is horror. And the venue they got to do this was the Indiana Medical History Museum, mm. which is this really interesting older building out like Indiana is not a huge city. It's one of those places where you drive like ten minutes and you're in a field. So like the, the lift ride was not long at all from the city center and the convention center. And then we're, you know, surrounded by trees and this Victorian era building. Which was which was showing its age. Like it, it needs a little bit of restoration, but it was a, it was a lovely old building. It had one of those, um, you know, the old medical, th- medical theatres with the really tall uh, stacked rows of of chairs, as everyone yeah. like, looks down the dissection.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, I had one of those and that kind of thing, and a lot of like exhibits on the walls that were like the museum's exhibits. They were involved in the lab of like this is a slice of a brain, nice, <laughs> and so. They set us down like first, and, and basically went around going like, "Who knows Delta Green here?" Like really well, and they handed out those. And then like, "Who and who knows it?" Okay, and they handed out the second round. And then, who knows it? Uh, like passing familiarity, to not at all. And then the third round, and everyone signs up and that. Uh, I ended up being a Delta Green agent, proper, well outlaw Delta Green. Okay. And <laughs> I distinctly had this moment of being like. I'm very well aware I'm going to be the only person with a British accent in, in 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 a Delta Green scenario. I really hope the shan aren't involved. <laughs> oh God! Because if someone if someone in the organising like group has a sense of humour and <laughs> gives me someone like in Pisces or a shan, like mm, I'm going to get killed. wound <laughs> up being legit Delta Green, but it was a shan scenario. I was like, fuck. Oh God. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> Okay. I, uh, on a more like commentary thing like um, I, I, like as stuff evaluates uh, escalates rather. Well, because it was so many people I think they spread abilities out very thin. The scenario they had I don't think needed 50 people. It maybe needed 10 okay, 20 in a stretch uh, because th- it wasn't a huge amount of space they had some actors in, they had a lot of they had some props that were like you know study this it's a weird thing and like a system of if you have these skills you have this like uv flashlight to check evidence on and if it comes up with a, a skill symbol like this i don't know weird diamond represents you have chemistry and if you see a diamond you can then go to like a gm and say hey i have chemistry what does this tell me um but because they had so many people and not a particularly complicated scenario there was a lot of like time not doing anything or time bashing your head on a brick wall like my character just had firearms and didn't start with a gun uh and, and had a secret package that i couldn't open until like two and a half hours into the scenario which told me where a gun was okay the gun in a lot being another flashlight basically okay uh so I, I like had a introductory thing of like looking around and Meeting people, and then about an hour and a half of "I have nothing to do and no way to, to interact with the scenario kind of thing. So yeah, um, pairing it down, I think would have, would have helped quite a bit. A lot of the props I mentioned were like just dead ends. They just were some weird things that the, the organizers could get their hands on uh, at, at relatively short notice. They didn't really meaningfully tie into the core scenario, which, like from I mean, maybe I'm because I didn't have the skills to get the full picture. But from my perspective, it meant that the scenario seems to have been like seventy-five percent red herring, which is not a good ratio. But first draft, hopefully with revisions, it can be something good. Like I, I had fun overall. Yeah, like that's, that's with my critical hat on. Of like, if I was if I was doing this, pushes up glasses. Uh, here's how I would do it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you do you plan on trying to do LARPing any more in the future,
5: perhaps? I don't know. Um, I I have a few people I know from Birmingham uh, who are in the UK LARP scene. uh, And I see their posts sometimes. And I I, I don't know. Uh, I'd have to reach out to them and see what's going on and and what the is like that. These tend to be like a lot bigger longer form organized play LARPs that I've seen. Like Mm -hmm. here's all this fantasy lore and like to a newcomer that actually is quite imposing. Yeah. Because uh, like ah oh, shit, do I have to read a Lord of the Rings like style setting bible? So mm, maybe if there's one that comes along and and the the hook interests me, I might jump in. Yeah, I mean, how about you? Have you any experience with
1: it? None at all. No, it it looks cool. I I saw the Delta Green LARP was going on. I considered it, but to be honest with you, it's just. <laughs> When it comes to me acting the role of somebody in live action and stuff like that, I was just kind of like, that's a little outside my comfort zone. So, you know, maybe one of these days, I mean, it's a possibility, just depends on the crew that I'm with.
5: Mm. Um, Yeah, it's definitely an activity I can see being like heavily dependent on the group you're with Mm -hmm. in terms of how good it is. Like I can see a bad group really making a lot miserable. I guess just depends on the people. Now,
1: so, Friday, I mean, Saturday night itself, of course, we did the Delta Green panel, which, well, I recorded. I didn't do anything, which was great. I had a good time with that. And then I just met up with everyone, said my goodbyes, staggered in the hotel room again 3 a.m., and then had to rush off the very next day. did How was your final day at Gen Con?
5: That was also pretty chill. Um, checking out with Greg and then. Uh heading to the airport because normally I'd stayed a bit later and gone back on the, like on the Monday or something. This time I'd attached sort of a second leg to my trip. Uh, my sister lives in Hudson, which is upstate New York. So I, I left uh, a bit earlier than I usually do on the Saturday, on the Sunday, sorry, to, uh, come into Sunday evening, crash at a hotel relatively near the train station and then get the train up to Hudson. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, spend some time with with her uh so and's but you know it it's fine. I know the Indianapolis airport fairly well now <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh it was a a a state I think it's called the ace hotel in new york it's it's fairly near um Madison Square Garden because that's the the train station we were going for, and it was my for context, my sister's an indie musician, and it the ace hotel is the sort of hotel an indie, an indie musician would recommend. <laughs> I am not lying when I say my room was wallpapered with encyclopedia pages. <laughs> That's quirky. <laughs> yes, yes, it was very quirky. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It like it looked really cool, but I'm like, yeah, no, this scans. This is the sort of place that Ken would recommend.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a lot of swag to pack around on your tr- your extended
5: trip? Uh, no, I'd, I'd, I'd sort of underbought. I hadn't gone on any swag uh, rampage this time because I knew I was visiting Katie, so I, I was like, "Well, I need to get a couple of things for her and leave some room when I'm buying stuff for me for stuff for her." I also brought already brought from home a bunch of stuff for her, so a lot of the stuff, a lot of the space in my luggage was already full. Uh, yes, it was tea. Shut up. <laughs> uh, I
1: wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna say was, anything.
5: It was, it was two big boxes of Yorkshire tea because the. American tea isn't very good, and they serve her wrong <laughs> uh, and also uh, my grandmother knits obsessively, so she she knitted some hats for her and I had to bring them <laughs> <laughs> uh, i I also got a couple of like smaller accessible card games for her uh, to bring like um she 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 you know plays party games, but not like she's not into you know deep cut things so I, I got her a um a, a game that was. Uh, it's called like Tall Pines. It's it's Twin Peaks with the serial numbers filed off. Okay, I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and she she quite likes Twin Peaks, so I got that. Uh, and then we spent a couple of days around uh, Hudson and and upstate New York and uh, and Albany, which was really nice.
1: Did, did you also when you left New York? I thought you mentioned you maybe heading to Providence, perhaps? Did you do anything? that? Was last year? I did Providence oh. last year. No blends in, man. We've I've known you so long that the, the years.
5: Come yeah, well, Indiana Like I love you all, uh, but Indianapolis isn't very big and, and doesn't have much to recommend it on its own. Uh-huh. So when I go, I try and like tack a couple of days on somewhere uh-huh. else as well. So the first time it was Chicago because that's right next to Indianapolis, uh-huh. uh, and then the year after that it was Providence, and then this year it was uh, New York with Casey.
1: <laughs> well, we should recommend Ohio for you next year.
5: <laughs> yeah, then, uh, Greg can give me the tour. <laughs> Here's the cornfield. Yeah. So how about you how was how was getting back? Oh, wasn't it
1: wasn't trouble, man. The uh, children slept all the way. That's kind of as I get older and when my family goes, of course the previous year I went by myself, which was a totally different kind of trip, but just children will make a you no, know, it's about a three-hour drive for me. It, it, it turns a three-hour drive into a five-hour ordeal. But on the way back home, everybody's tired, and it was—you know—it was pretty peaceful. It was, you know, bittersweet, just saying goodbye to everybody, and knowing that I will get to see everyone again for another year. But you know, I'm glad I, I'm glad—I'm glad we got to do it. I'm glad that I got—I don't think you were in the room when I brought my children in. Uh, I mean, no, I don't think I
5: ended up meeting them.
1: I I brought my children by and my wife, and I got to introduce her to, you know, some friends of mine that she had never met before. And, you know, I got to show off my family, and I enjoyed that. And, you know, I'm looking real far down the road now when I say this, but I look forward to the day that I can go up to Gen Con with my children and start scheduling events with my children and all that. We did pick up a couple of, like, board games for the girls. That's nice. So yeah, I actually took pictures the other night of my daughter and my wife trying to play a board game. So
5: there's there there is that market of like um, the the games because the kids are like like six to eight, aren't they? Uh, actually, I got a six year old, yeah, and then a yeah. three year old. because I've seen stuff like No Thank You Evil, mm-hmm. and all that stuff is is definitely aimed at like that demographic. So like it's it's not like there there was nothing for them to do. Yeah. <laughs> Jane, <Con> and and <laughs> certainly, I think you you probably could. Give them quite a full and productive schedule.
1: And you know, apparently we look at events wrong because my wife found this class that we could take that teaches us how to knife fight. So, you know, maybe we could actually next year we could do an R.P.X. Yeah, knife fight. Awesome. Well, man, I appreciate it and enjoyed seeing you again. We actually yeah, have photos. Yeah,
5: <laughs> yeah, we have a. We have a. This was the first time that I met Chris as well. It might be the first time all of us were in place at one time. Yep. Uh, and there was a picture of you, me, uh, Chris, and I think Jeb's in it as well. Uh, and we're, I, we're all north of six foot.
1: Yeah. And Just, gathered around poor little Noah,
5: who is what, five foot two.
1: Yeah. <laughs> if he's sitting on a milk crate. Yeah. He's,
5: <laughs> he's, he's a couple of
1: apples tall, but in personality, he makes up more for it. Though. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Patrick. I'll go ahead. Uh, I don't know how to end this, (laughs) man.
5: Squeezing a tug, and whatever it was last year. I don't know. Ah, Bye. Awesome.
1: Welcome back. Now I am sitting here with the last of our Gen Con crew, Chris and Laura. So,
6: woo! how's it going? You, it's going pretty well. Sorry, I couldn't join in earlier, but uh, you know how life goes.
0: Such happens when you cross state lines more than once in a, a two month period.
6: Yeah, you all have had quite the uh,
1: busy months since Gen Con, and I'm, I know you were going to Gen Con beforehand. That was well publicized and all, but. Just actually getting to see you all there. and seeing you all for the first time. It was great. It was just... <laughs> this didn't seem like an option back in January. You know what I mean? No, yeah, it didn't, it man. Didn't.
6: And, uh... Shit, we got to meet uh, your wife and uh, the prototype and backup.
1: <laughs> I'm glad I got to show those kids off. I, uh, I love my youngins.
6: Mm-hmm. They're cute kids. They're little hellions.
0: <laughs> so... The fruit of your loin.
1: Gross. Well, less about my m- loins, more about Gen Con. So, how was it, man? Overall impressions?
6: Uh, it was really fucking cool. I know it was more my scene than Laura's.
0: I would have enjoyed it more if I had known the extent of all the events, because I had no idea, and Chris didn't tell me that it was all an online registry, and that word that's where you find shit. Because then I would have found more shit to do that I actually would have had a lot of fun doing. Yeah. Because I just kind of
6: loitered. I'm also dumb as shit, so I didn't really do any planning. But it was also (laughs) because everything was up in the air the whole time.
1: You know, it's kind of fun to go there if I open dance card, but there are some things I wish that I'd done a better job researching.
6: I would have gone to the
0: beginner's poi if I had known about it with Maddie. They had not
6: fighting classes up there. What? (laughs) Yeah. That's wild. All right. So um, whenever anyone asks how I met my wife, my uh, immediate response was I had a knife fight. <laughs> so obviously I have to go to knife fighting classes. You know? <laughs> she did call
1: crawl was it Carl McGraw? Fuck I heal Billy that went up too bad. McG- I can't uh, say. Uh, McGraw, like, say
6: McGraw, like Tim McGraw.
1: Oh Lord, but there's tons of stuff and I've been going this is my my third year of actually taking in the full con experience and I've learned that there's a few things outside of role playing games that one could sign up for. For the first time
6: oh yeah I'm, so i'm excited to go like, go again yeah man
1: oh yes so tell me well go ahead and start us off here you all got up there a tad bit later
6: than everyone else did yeah yeah we came mm-hmm. in thursday night because uh that was the cheapest flight that was the cheapest flight and so it goes mm-hmm and we didn't really start meeting people till friday morning like we we got into like 11 p.m thursday night
0: and we went the fuck to sleep we went
6: the fuck to sleep and the guy we were sharing a home with uh, a, a hotel with sean like i basically saw him what 20 minutes the entire yeah we barely saw him because he was just running red markets the whole goddamn the whole time. time
1: oh yeah he was a monster
6: i mean props to him and i'm i'm definitely gonna run a few games next year yeah. so you get
1: in <laughs> super late um so Friday really would be your first
6: day. Pretty much. And what did we do when we first got in Friday? We got lost. Oh, yeah, we got really lost. We got hella lost. Someone came and rescued us. We actually, like, had to post in the group. It's like, hey, guys, where the fuck am I? What's going on here? I'm a virgin. Help me. <laughs> and eventually, like, Nathan hunted us down and just did a, like, did a cursory, cursory walk through the areas. So we kind of, awesome. like. Wandered around in the um, the booths for a while. Met up with Caleb and Spencer. Bought some shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So that was all before we went to the
6: meeting? Yeah, yeah, then we went to the meeting. Oh, we met up with Brownie. And Brownie being just the super awesome human being that he is. He's like, hey, by the way, I picked up uh, every copy of Red Markets and got it signed for you. I'm like, oh, cool. I'll pay you back. He's like, no. Wait, but, but, but. Oh, God. so." Just we're gonna have to buy him yeah. something for his car. A wonderful human being that is Brownie, I'm just sorry. It looks like your soul is escaping your body at all times.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think you all got to the restaurant before I did because yeah. I,
6: yeah, I think yeah. I remember
1: walking in and seeing you and briefly speaking, and then it was
6: onto the onto the meat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I said, "Look, it's the scarecrow," <gasps> and then uh, went back to eating. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of an easy
1: person to pick out. I think yeah. a little bit.
0: You're like a you're like those, um, those little uh, things on the shopping carts at stores, the big old poles that just kind of hang up above the aisles so that you can always locate the shopping cart. <laughs> I think it was to keep them from leaving the front door. Was,
1: well, on the weekends, guys, I freelance outside used car lots. I just wave <laughs> my arms around
6: and stuff. <laughs> I'm into it. Sweet. So, yeah, that was like basically we just sort of. Came in, bought shit, and then hunted people down for signatures. I met I met Greg Stolzey, which was really cool. Yeah. Then uh, met up with Ross and Caleb, and I was the, the whole time we were there. Like I was super fucking sick. I like two days beforehand, I had been diagnosed with pneumonia. What,
0: five days beforehand,
6: three five days five? beforehand. Okay. I don't know. You missed two days of work. Okay, I can't remember. I was really fucking sick. Everything was kind of in a goddamn haze for me. So he
0: got pneumonia and missed work. So in order to make sure that we'd have enough money, I worked on my two days off and put in about 40 hours over four
6: days. I'm sorry. I was sick. I would do it if I could.
1: (laughs) Uh, Well, marriage is about uh, compromise and sacrifice. So
6: you are both wonderful people. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah, then we we met up with everyone over at the the Gen Con, like the RPPR de Chow meetup, which was a lot of fun. I got to yeah. meet Adam Spawn. Yeah, other
1: Adam. yeah. I was just sad. I didn't bring my children
6: there. It was too yeah. expensive. Yeah, that also not worth it.
0: <laughs> oh, you can, we could,
1: kids would not appreciate that place. Oh no, you spent thirty dollars for five fucking chicken fingers and a like grilled cheese or something like that.
6: Yeah, I'm just I'm just sad that that Brazilian steakhouse didn't have. Chicken hearts, which is like the most important thing right? in a churrasco. I was so upset.
1: I think afterwards is when we actually had a good opportunity to talk. So I had to dart out a little bit earlier. Well, I was freelancing for Mix Six, and I was ran off to get the mics. But after the Mix Six panel, we did get an opportunity to head over to the champs, and I think I had a few beers <laughs> and yep. got to shoot yeah. the pool. So and that was really nice. Us and Adam and Laura from Tech Diff
6: yeah Caleb and Spencer and Caleb and Spencer and then Laura as is her wont roasted the shit out of Spencer <laughs> I remember
0: yeah he, uh, you know with all the nice craft beers that they had on tap or in bottles he chose a corona with lime and I'm like you mean to tell me that you are on a podcast about good beer and your go-to beer is still a corona <laughs> and he goes I'll try not to take that as judgment. I'm like, oh, no, all judgment intended. I am judging you right now.
1: <laughs> I remember we were promised zombie dust, but ended up with bubblegum head. But
0: yeah, it was that so was good.
6: Cool. But so it goes.
1: So is there, was there anything else Friday before we actually did the, the meetup or anything kind of sticks out to no, y'all?
6: Not really. I mean, on Friday, we did the meetup. Uh, the, the Mix 6 interview was uh, really interesting. I like how I inadvertently got to roast the shit out of Spencer at that too, with um, the s'mores thing. <laughs> Been recorded a, for posterity. Yeah, I had a question, and then everyone just kind of threw s'mores
1: at him. It's like a novel, The Lottery, you know, mm-hmm. where they dropped straws, and mm.
6: yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was Shirley Jackson,
1: <laughs> and then yeah. we actually, if I recall right, there was that was the RPPR meetup afterwards further live episode which you made it into that
6: recording with questions as well i believe yeah i did uh i still actually have to listen to that but uh, you were there i was there um but yeah like and then afterwards there was the friday night meetup where uh i got to do some like i brought simple syrup that i had made at home with like cherries and orange and shit and i was just making people uh old fashions all night I didn't get one of those. You offered one to me, and I,
1: I think I was drinking a beer at the time, and it just missed opportunity.
6: Yeah, sorry about that. I mean, I, just, I guess you'll just have to come down here and yeah. make one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that won't be a problem. The thing that I remember most, and you all jump in too, is we did get to play a game of Noisy People.
6: Oh, yeah. That was a lot of fun. Noisy Person cards with cards with uh, accent whiplash.
1: Oh, it was great. And then, good, Jeff Barber just
6: stole the show. <laughs> I was expecting it to be a lot weirder because we had Patrick, Maddie, you and then like Laura and I and then just fucking Jeff Barber just like hey can I join him like sure man and then holy shit I'm that dude for. that dude gets in character he really does <laughs> a lot of fun oh, Maddie man. was she didn't put enough oomph into
0: him she relied on her Australian accent <laughs> Well, just because you're novel to us doesn't mean we don't know that it's not a
6: put on did y'all get to play any other games that night? oh Honestly, no. most of that night I was walking around talking to people. Yeah. I'm not a super social person by nature, so I was trying to get that all out up front. Mhm.
1: What was your opinion of the just dynamic of the group that the group that we run with and all the like camaraderie going on there?
6: Holy shit, the RPPR crew, like everyone who hangs out there, they're all cool people. They all want to like do the best for everyone and like you can tell everyone at that Gen Con group they just want to be together and like do stuff. And it was really fucking neat because um, Laura and I were kind of out of our depth, and some days we would just like wander around the dealer hall, and then we'd see someone, and then they'd just be like, "Hey, what's up, man?" and latch on to us. Mm-hmm. To us? Yeah. You um, I'm specifically thinking of like a day on Sunday where you were doing your My Little Pony thing.
0: Oh yeah, I was painting.
6: Yeah, so I was wandering around the, in the dealer hall, and I just like ran into Patrick and Greg. Oh, well, it's like, "sup guys," but yeah, no, it's just I—I I am constantly impressed by that community and how positive it is.
1: They don't know a stranger; they really don't.
6: No, they don't. It's—it's it's really cool. Yeah, they're good people. I—I I will always appreciate them. Did you play? Did we play Bitten together, or were no, you in that game? I—I I did not.
0: Did you join us with the uh, Channel A?
1: No, I was—I was probably when I was playing Bitten, possibly. i
0: uh, God, it was a lot of fun.
1: Uh, Gen Con is my cheat. One of my two or three, probably just two really cheat weeks. I have a year to where I jump back on the smoking wagon. So I spend a lot of time. I always use it as a great excuse. Well, it's not a great excuse. I could probably just stand out there without smoking, but I always talk with David from RPPR. And then of course, Sean was there and he was smoking as well. And we, we spent quite a lot of time outside. So I missed a lot of this stuff there, but you know, kind of going back to that whole community thing there, the games were great. And actually the games that I got to take a part in and the after hour stuff was kind of I, I always jumped in them somewhat reluctantly because I was too busy talking to people and being Mr. Social Butterfly. But
6: yeah, I feel yeah. I'm probably going to try to play more games next year, too. Like uh, one of our big purchases was um, a copy of Mountains of Madness the the weird ass board game that uh, they talked about on mix six we played it with um Sarah and uh, Sarah Laura Brownie no we didn't
0: play oh, Brownie
6: oh yeah Brownie didn't play just a few other people. yeah a few people a few folks and that was yeah. a really fucking cool the stressful weird game
1: yeah that looks pretty cool yeah is there was there anything else you can think of about Friday
6: um Friday honestly was just us wandering around trying to get used to the city. And uh hanging out with people. So, like, it was a lot of fun, but it was a little overwhelming. Like, we didn't really start kind of exploring Gen Con until Saturday. Yeah. How about you go ahead and take us in on Saturday then? Sure. Um, what did you do that day, Laura? Because you you went to a specific thing. belly
0: dancing Oh, yeah? Yeah. All <clears> right, <throat> let me come closer so you can hear me.
6: Yeah. So, Laura did some belly dancing?
0: Yeah, I did a beginner's belly dancing class. It was a lot of fun.
6: That yeah. is cool. It was cool. And while she was doing that, I tried. I went to my very first larp. Oh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which and one uh, did you jump in on?
6: Yeah, it was a um, a Dresden Files larp that I, I jumped in on with um, Dan from uh, RPPR because he had an extra ticket. So that was interesting. It was like weird and political because it was. I, I don't know. I, I presume anyone who listens to this podcast has some familiarity with the Dresden Files because we're all goddamn nerds. Yeah. But um. It's a wizard Yeah, wizards and shit. And I was a. Uh, I was like the ba- the second banana to a black court vampire. So I was Tom Waits in Dracula. <laughs> and uh, so I, I was like, my whole thing was I was trying to get out from under their thumb while also making myself like more powerful. Mm-hmm. So I just it was like wandering around doing back alley deals. And I actually managed to steal, sell a vote I didn't have for power to kill my boss. Which just seems like kind of right up my alley. Everyone's just like, like they looked at me. It's like I, they had me fill out a form of like what kind of character I wanted to be, I wanted to play, and they just said that person's a betrayer.
0: He's a backstabber
6: through and through. Trapping bitches. I, I guess. I guess the just it. I just come off as untrustworthy.
0: No, people will get stabbed in the back because they trust you. You come off as unassuming.
6: I guess. You don't blame the spiders for killing a fly. Non-threatening. In the parable of the scorpion and the toad, I am very much the scorpion. <laughs> because I am a scorpion. Yeah. Don't sing me. Oh, I won't sing you. Why the fuck do you sing me? We're both going to die. Like, <laughs> hey, man, this is on you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I did very little on Saturday. I, I did the family stuff, personally. I did miss i forgot to mention this about friday on every time that i've discussed this but i did actually take part friday in a game of delta green that was read by thad from rppr oh cool and yeah, it was really awesome like I, i've spoken to him here and there online but never you know in person much and got to know him cool guy enjoyed his game it was very surreal and i kind of I kind of did the Adam thing I do in some games. Like, when things are not moving quick enough for me, I start, like, chewing on the scenery a little bit, you know? Yeah. yeah. But it it turned out real. I had a really good group of people to play with. That was fun. Saturday, and the reason I mentioned this is because Saturday, the main thing that, like, RPG-wise I got to do is I went and recorded the Delta Green panel. And after that, just play games. But I did run into you all Saturday before that.
6: Yeah, um, that was the first time we ever had a everyone in one spot, no soul left behind game. <laughs> so I got to see how Laura gets into character when she plays Ben's, uh when she plays to Craig, and people got to see how I like wander around and argue while playing Benson.
1: I knew that was going on, so I thought I kind of had to p- do a little sneak peek, and you know, <laughs> it was really cool. I got to I enjoyed watching you all real play.
6: Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I didn't get to go. I didn't. Unfortunately, uh, I didn't get to do like a full on psychopomp speech because Laura can tell you about how I like look when I'm doing that.
1: <laughs> I got to do a cameo yeah, enjoy, cool. or
6: two that's cameos.
1: Awesome <laughs> <laughs> Is that posted yet? Moved? Not yet. I think it's going to post soonish. That was really cool, man. So, yeah, I I think it's actually the first time I got to talk to Laura and, at much length there. We were kind of chilling at that side table.
0: Oh, yeah. That
6: was nice. Mm-hmm.
1: I regretted having to leave, but...
6: Yeah,
1: was, so it goes. Did y'all get into anything else Saturday?
6: Not really. No, there was a the second meetup. We hung out a bit, then we realized we were exhausted, so we went back to the hotel. We're we're not super social people. <laughs>
1: Oh, you stayed there till about twelve o'clock at night. I mean, we spent—I think we spent a lot of time talking that evening.
6: Yeah, yeah that was a lot of fun talking yeah. to you and your wife and uh, meeting the kids.
1: And I, again, I enjoyed showing them off. Did you get to play in the co You played jumped in the, the channel A game that night, didn't you? I, know yeah,
6: I played no, we it. actually started that channel A game. Okay. Yeah, it was right. a lot of fun. <laughs> <I>
1: jumped <laughs> in at to tail end and just won around by saying it was as anime as fuck. I think I didn't have anything, but
0: something like that. <laughs>
6: Um, I really hope that Channel A does finish like being kickstarted fully, because it deserves it. Because that game is super fucking dumb, and it's so much better than Guards Against Humanity.
1: Oh, yeah. Is it, I hadn't even checked. It. How's it doing right now? I don't know. I haven't checked in a little while.
0: Oh, man. Last I saw, it was barely 60% funded and four days out.
1: Oh, that's that's a shame.
0: Yeah, I'm really I'm upset. I hope they try again. I mean, if Evil Hat, Hat can't do it, then... I think it just didn't get enough publicity. Three days to go. 10,000 out of
1: 15.
0: (sighs) Hey, man, if you're listening to this, please go back, Channel A.
1: (laughs) Whether it's just going up tonight or tomorrow. It's
0: still not through. Like I really want that to get funded because that game was a lot of fun. And it's it's good, clean
1: fun, which is, you know, I never have honestly set through a game of Cards Against Humanity, but I've seen enough of it played that where, I mean, I can see the initial appeal to saying... Like, really off-color, horrible, horrible things That once, but, like, an oh, entire game. Were, yeah. No, the cards
6: can. Oh, get to yeah, anyway.
0: cards against me, can get that fast.
1: So, man, I really do regret that for, for Saturday night was the last time I got to see you all. I can remember you all being picked up by your Lyft driver and going away, and then I never did get an opportunity to see you Sunday. Uh, oh, Any,
0: yeah. we cross paths on Sunday.
1: That's for... Uh, you know what? Now I feel like a piece of shit. Yeah, we were in the upper level. I think we ran into you all upstairs. At Gen Con.
0: Yeah, we were able to say a nice little goodbye. And yeah, apparently,
1: yeah. it made such an impression on me. God damn, I feel about cool. we big. <laughs> I do remember. Were you but,
0: high? Were you high, Thornsburg? Did you sell? Did you smoke all the weed you were supposed to sell? Oh no! <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no, no! I just get on sit. Yeah, this is a good question for you here. Did you all have any kind of sensory overload? Because I swear, when I get around that many people, I don't care if it's in the vendor hall or in the hallway or traversing that, like I feel like I see nothing other than what's just immediately five feet in front of me.
6: Oh yeah, no, I, I fucking, I am overwhelmed all the time in most social circumstances.
0: <laughs> no, it's fine.
6: <laughs> yeah, Laura's fine. But like, I, I there were there were points in, when I was in the dealer hall where I'm like, I need to get out now. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. People end up bumping into you and touching you and stuff like that. I I think I walk around half the time smacking my ass, making sure my wallet's there. Or maybe I'm a bad boy. I don't know which one it was. Maybe a little bit of both.
0: I'm on the fence about whether or not I'd want to do um, any cosplay, because I know it's not perfect environments for that kind of shit.
1: I think it's great. I think the people that do it are brave and stuff like that. But I mean, even when I was sitting out there with my children on Saturday watching the cosplayers, I'd kind of glance around, and someone would be leering at one of the cosplayers a bit more than I thought was probably uh, called for.
6: Yeah, that's all we have to say on the matter. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, we will we'll end up going down a really dark road. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's beautiful, myself. I think it's like these people awesome. are sharing a a part of themselves, a more like this is free. Like they could be like bank tellers or shit like that. But for that evening they're Ooh la Ulala from Ch- Space Channel Five or some yeah. obscure kind of character like that. And
6: it's cool. Like do your thing. I I may try cosplaying next year, probably not. But uh hell, I may even go as like one of my uh, one of the characters we we played in RPX. Make it blizzard. Oh god.
1: Especially <laughs> if Aaron's there. Make it blizzard.
6: <laughs> Special agent Steven Blizzard.
1: Oh god. <laughs>
6: <laughs> Just coming with, like, a fucking man.
1: Oh, that would be great. So, after you all have experienced Gen Con for the first time, anything that you plan on doing different for
6: next year's trip? Uh, looking into stuff. Organizing. More thoroughly researching the events we would like to attend. And I'm definitely going to run something. If, maybe try to run Monsters for Arc Dream as, like, an official thing, because I have something I want to pitch to them. And I feel like Monsters needs more love. Monsters always need love. Yeah. I mean, it's a cursed game, but... Yeah. It's so cursed. It's a beautifully cursed game. Yeah.
0: We tried starting up a, a, a game with some friends, uh, and we've uh, got we played about three games, and now we're leaving the fucking state.
1: Speaking of that, it's going to be a lot easier for you all to get to Gen Con next year, won't it?
0: Yeah. sure is. We're moving to Louisville, Kentucky.
6: Yeah. Work here opened up a uh, new section. Uh, like a new office and they need people who are well-trained so we're gonna come here and try to uh, do what we can to make it better that's awesome man
1: looking forward to having you around we may even be able to record a podcast in person yeah man obviously we need to record record something at an axe throwing bar oh of course of course
6: just have laura (laughs) in the background just working out all her aggression so chris it's It's been a a long time it's It's been a while so uh i I, I know I haven't been on the podcast for a while. Can you remind me like what our website is or like any information about us? Cause I'm just I'm not here anymore. I, I'm the I understand that about role-playing exchange.
1: Well, we haven't changed the locks on the doors or swapped out, you know, you're not gonna have to update your keys God or anything. Damn it.
0: <laughs> How am I supposed to get in now?
1: <laughs> Fuck. In Kentucky we call them winders, Laura. You just have to crawl in a winder, okay? Oh Jesus. Okay, so if you are interested in Real Point Exchange, please check us out at www.roadpointexchange.com. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash And our Twitter handle, which after I've hacked Chris's email and took over <laughs> control of the Twitter account, is... Listen, at- I've been busy, motherfucker. <laughs> it's okay. It is <laughs> at RPExchange. And we also have a Patreon account, which I'm trying to get fixed because apparently I accidentally clicked a button, and it is listed as adult, even though I'm not sending people tasteful nudes of myself. It All is still right. not showing up on the searches. So there is a link to our Patreon account with this episode. But
6: well, well, we'll see if we can get convince Aaron to do some tasteful nudes. <laughs>
1: Our Patreon can be found at www.patreon.com slash exchange. Hope to see you there. And Chris, what about all those great tunes that they heard Logan in, Logan in this episode? But, hey, Chris, what about our intro music? Who was that great tasty nugget of music
6: by? Oh, you mean Critical Hit by Ghostlights, which you can check out at Planet X Reco- Records for more folk punk goodness? I thought you guys got rid of that because people complained. Well, Patrick complained, but oh. Adam's very lazy. <laughs> uh,
1: effort Well Chris did we think any of this through buddy
6: Nah we did not We definitely did not think any of this through Thanks Sora. thanks Chris for joining us Alright thanks guys <laughs> Later Bye Don't ever give
0: up Not all fights are won by skill Some are won by luck. Don't ever give in You've gotta keep on trying Till you lose or you win Cross your fingers, roll the die, wait with hope for the big two o. cross your fingers, roll the die, let it go, let it go, let it go, let it roll, let it roll, let it roll.